Ladies and gentlemen, this is back when men were real men because they weren't afraid to look like women. For this is Afraid the Alien Productions podcast. I feel like that's a slight to me. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Cool. Cue the music. (laughs) I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello! Hi! Hello! Hello! I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaja. And what do you say, line referee, to Novak Djokovic? <laughs> out. <laughs> he is out, ladies and gentlemen. He is out. He's out. He's gone. <laughs> Good oh, riddance. dear. Oh, dear. For I am a Michael Lister. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, the podcast that refuses to behave. Don't behave. No, don't behave. Oh, behave. There we go. There's a reference. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't know. I had to contribute somehow. (laughs) Three for three. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. It's warm. It's warm. It's hot. It's hot summer. <laughs> hot summer here in Melbourne. Sorry to you Americans who are suffering the cold right now. We are suffering through the heat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and a potential tsunami. And a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, casual tsunami war- warning uh, late last night. <laughs> Thankfully not for Melbourne, but for our, you know... Uh, fellow countrymen in the the east, uh, yeah. east of us, not mm. great, not great. But I think everyone's okay. I hope so. We can only hope. We can only hope. We can only hope. Yep. Yes. But yes. Thank you. This is a podcast called Fred. Thank you for tuning in, as you always lovingly do every every week. We appreciate it very very much. Um, and uh, I think I'm just going to get right to it, Fulia. Yeah. What have you been watching? I had a couple of things I've been watching this week. I uh, managed to jump back into some anime this week. Um, been watching some My Hero Academia, uh-huh. uh, and also um, a cute little, um, a cute little slice of life genre, I'd say, called Clanad. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much about high school students, and then they're just like really sort of cute little stories about certain characters. Emotional, have to say. Mm. It's a bit emotional, mm-hmm. um, but it's a really good. It's a really good anime, so nice. do recommend checking it out. Is um, it like uh, School Kids by Day, Crime Fighters at Night? No, it's not like that. Mm. <laughs> okay. Nothing like that. Mm. <laughs> um, and then they uh, transform into a giant robot. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, I also got to watch some movies this week, oh, so. Yeah. Movie- um, the uh, earlier this week, I watched uh, Ron's Gone Wrong. Ah, oh. was it good? It started off slow, but it was actually good. Hey. for the rest of All it. Right, yeah, nice. yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
Um, it was really cute. Um, definitely about making friends and social media and all that sort of stuff, but it definitely turned out really well. And um, nice. that, it had a good little happy ending as well. Oh, so good. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. It is a little sad as well. Oh, okay. Feels. Like there are some feels in there because it just, it feels a bit too real. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> even though, even though it was still funny. Okay. Um, but like the certain topics that they touch on, um, it kind of it kind of hits you because it's it's also happening in reality as well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's a movie about COVID. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Thankfully, no. I think no. it's I think more reliant on technology. Yeah. 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 It is. It is. Yeah. Um, but it was still enjoyable. Definitely worth watching. And it's a good sort of a I'd say a learning curve for kids when it comes to technology and social media and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's mm. probably a good one to watch as well. Um, I also got the chance to hop back into my 007 movie watching. Huh. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the next movie that I ended up watching was The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh. <laughs> Very cool. Roger Moore. Um, hey, Roger. <laughs> hey, Roger. It was, um, it was interesting to say the least. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Okay. Yeah. It was all right. All right. <laughs> It was a bit. It was a bit slow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> not James Bond's best outing. No. Okay. No. All right. All right. Um, and uh, we're continuing on with the Harry Potter marathon in the Discord, and managed to watch Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Hey. Yeah. Nice. I forgot how long that movie is. It's very long. <laughs> Yeah, over two hours, I think. Two and a half. Yeah, is it two and a half? It is two and a half hours. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a point where I was just like, when is this finishing? Oh, there's still another hour to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. It's been that long since you watched it? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's been a while. If memory serves, I think it's even longer than Goblet of Five for some reason. The, the movie? Is, yeah, well, the movie. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Which is interesting because, yeah, the Goblet of Five book is like twice... If not three times the size of the James Bond. How they managed book. to condense that down into yeah, a movie, I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> oh, they they, lot, they, must they have cut, cut it at the Quidditch World Cup, is what they did, and I'm still bitter about it. Yeah. It's been <laughs> how many years? I mean, come on. Come on, yeah. you've already seen a Quidditch match once, that's all. From start to finish. And I that wanted, was in the first movie. That's I all wanted, you need. I wanted more. <laughs> anyway, go on. Continue. Well, yeah, so managed to watch that today at the time of recording, and it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, just absolutely love the performance. Uh, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on his name that played Lucius Malfoy. Oh, um, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, that's the one. Jason Isaacs, very good. So good. I I almost forgot how good he was as a Malfoy. <laughs> now, now, Draco, play nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Such a slippery character. Just the mm. way that he speaks through his teeth. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. <laughs> he does it so well. Yeah. <laughs> very, very intimidating. Mm-hmm. And then I also forgot about Gil- Gilderoy Lockhart or how arrogant he is and how much he loves himself. Oh my god. As, that was my. F- I'm pretty sure that was my first exposure to Kenneth Branagh that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so he plays. He's never played a character like that. 
except pretty much in that movie. And it's, <laughs> he, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Completely. Oh my gosh. Not, <laughs> not a fan of the character. No. But man. Shit guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but performed very well. Yes. Um, and, and um, just, you know, this, this particular movie where Hermione's actually not in it for, I'd say half of it. Yeah, because she's been petrified. petrified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she got scared. So- <laughs> that's what it means. Yeah, exactly. She <laughs> literally got scared stiff. Uh, <laughs> yep. So yeah, uh, it was definitely enjoyable. I think it was one of one of those things where I remember having such a crush on the uh, Tom Riddle <laughs> when I was in oh, high school. <laughs> everybody did. <laughs> I mean, I was busy still crushing on Daniel Radcliffe, but I noticed Mr. Tom Riddle. I yeah. noticed him. Stunning man. I think that was the main reason why I wanted to learn puzzle time. <laughs> Ooh, you're liking the bad boys. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. Oh, gee. Including the ones learn- that commit genocide. <laughs> yeah, learning yeah. more about uh, young Fuji here. Uh, yep. <laughs> and her let, type back then. Let the truth come out, Fulia. <laughs> It's time. Oh boy! Um, uh, puts puts a new puts a new meaning to slither into your DMs. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll slither in your DMs. Oh. And with that, Michael, what did you watch this week? Well, good segue for, from Basilisk to Cobra. Oh, I finished watching Cobra Kai season four. Yay! Yay! Thoughts? Thoughts? I generally liked it. Um, I was uh, I was surprised that it it actually kept my interest uh, kept my uh, interest for uh, ten episodes. And considering it was the same sort of battle between um, pretty much the uh, balance between not necessarily good and evil, but obviously it's defense or and offense. So it's that. That sort yeah. of, uh, I actually quite enjoyed, and all the characters within it. Um, uh, I like the fact that they brought back some characters that we haven't seen in a while, uh, not to spoil. And yeah, and as a person who has vague memories of the movies, um, it, I, uh, uh, yeah, it, it sort of slotted in pretty nicely. And uh, one of the reasons why I sort of decided to finish it all in one week is because uh, a guy that I'm subscribed to does a lot of deep uh, deep dives into different popular culture sort of stuff and one episode, uh, one video that he did was comparing um, how uh, comparing uh, Cobra Kai like the first season to the um, uh, sequel trilogy to Star Wars and how they sort of juggled with like introducing like old characters into a new sort of story format and how he much preferred Cobra Kai's sort of handling of the um, dynamic of, uh, of Johnny and, and, and uh, I was going to say Ted Lasso, but that's not true. <laughs> that's not right. Daniel, 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 Daniel LaRusso and how they actually made the main character, Essentially, uh, uh, Johnny, and he he sort of yeah. str- struggle uh, with 
his past and introducing his future and also introducing different characters uh, as well with like all the kids as well and yeah and he didn't really like like the sequel trilogy sort sort of going ah see uh, mm, see it's nostalgia there we go mm. <laughs> <laughs> and um and how and how and how uh, Cobra Kai does nostalgia and like little subtle hints to uh, the movies because I actually watched the um, first Karate Kid as well just because I finished the tra- uh, finished the season and I thought oh I'll go back and wa- watch these again and yeah watch the fir- first movie there there is a lot of um, like subtle hints that I sort of picked up of what they put into this uh, season and I thought oh yeah that sort of fits. Uh, it, it sort of fits, and it doesn't really distract you from the um, from the actual story of it, which I actually quite appreciate because I'm I'm not that uh, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of Karate Kid, but I know of it, and uh, and I appreciate the sort of they they um, went forward with story instead of saying, "Hey, remember this? Remember berries? Ah, remember, remember, remember." Yeah, so uh, I really enjoyed the fourth season and uh, happy that there... Well, spoilers, because they mentioned it at the end that there's going to be another one. So I'll be looking forward to that. And I'm calling it right now, Reese is Johnny's father. Oh, Crease. Crease. Yeah. Okay. So is. They... (laughs) I thought they were going to throw it in at the end of this because they were making like huge hints of it uh, within this uh, series, mm. and I thought, mm, "When is it? When is it? When is it?" Okay, they're going to settle for that for ne- next season. So, <laughs> so that's my big, big prediction, and I'm saying it right here because if I don't put predictions out there and they come true, I'm going to have huge bragging rights. So that's good. Uh, Something else that I watched, uh, I watched the first three episodes of Peacemaker, and yes, and that is a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot, a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) I I did like the sort of, the first thing that we see is previously on Suicide Squad. (laughs) Yeah. That was, I did not see that coming. (laughs) Because everyone knew it was going to be like tacked on at the end of it. I I didn't know they were going to make it. Like officially canon, so so um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying um, uh, what Peacemaker is up to and what and his life um, after Suicide Squad, and I'm happy to talk about more about that next time. There's more episodes, hmm. not the spoiler here, but one of my biggest things that uh, me and my wife actually watched this week. Uh, uh, was Scream 2022. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Okay, good. Yes. Um, me, and, me and the wife really love our horror, and especially our uh, Scream um, uh, franchise. And it it was really good. It, it performed pretty well. It, it performed really well. Um, I was expecting it to be sort of a... A critique of what they call uh, uh, requels, like like sequels that are like semi remakes. So it's sort of like um, what uh, Halloween did and uh, Ghostbusters did. Mm. How they sort of make a re a requel, which they actually name drop in the sh- in the thing. And 
yeah, it it was it was a bit like that, and I uh, won't spoil it because uh, the first five minutes is pretty much a big spoiler. So, and where it actually goes to, and yeah, uh, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed it, and yeah, and the sort of critique at the end, I I can't really get into it because it's a huge spoiler, but it definitely ma- it, it definitely it doesn't make fun. It definitely does uh, like the scream like franchise that uh, critiques what slasher films do uh especially with the first one it was it was essentially like um uh critiquing like the slasher films that that have cut that came out during the 80s and a little bit of the 70s as well with with um halloween as well um and and as they went went on with the sequels they were critiquing oh the uh, slasher sequels and the third one was, uh, oh, we're now in a trilogy. And the fourth one that came out ten years ago that I re- that me and the wife really liked was about remakes of uh, popular slash slasher films. But uh, and they and they go into that as well. And uh, one uh, one of my favorite lines from that is, "Don't fuck with the original." And I won't tell you where it goes because that's a spoiler as well. And <laughs> and with with this one um, is the first time that Wes Craven is no longer with us because he filmed mm. he filmed the other four, and this one uh, is is pretty much like a love letter to to uh, Wes Craven as well. And they and the filmmakers try to wouldn't say like replicate like all the shots and that but it definitely has that feel of Wes Craven like the sort mm. of studio driven sort of, sort of uh, speech uh, dialogue chat the camera and all, and also some of the um, ki- uh, killings are pretty much gnarly as well so it, it, I wouldn't recommend it to fully out but I think you definitely get a kick out of it Kendall if you yeah. if you decide to watch them um, I think you know it's coming up Halloween in a couple of months, so <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest doing the uh, Scream. Uh, what's the five? Um, Penton, Pentology. Yeah. Pentology, yeah, Pentology. We could let's make up a word right now. Pentology. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Pent as in five, and yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's yeah. what I've been watching. Uh, what about you, Kendall? What have you been uh, uh, scaring the crap out of people? <laughs> what have you been screaming to high... He- uh, uh, what Peacemaker section. Hello. Uh, hello. You- hello. <laughs> I-, I need water. <laughs> okay, so... My weekly watchings. Um, I um, needed some feel goodness, mm-hmm. so I uh, started catching up on Queer Eye. Yay! Um, I haven't started the most recent season yet, but I am like up to it now. Okay. So I had to finish season five first, and then watch the Japan episodes. Oh yay! Which were so good. I know, right? I wanted more of the Japan uh, queer eye yep, stuff. I yep, hope they, me too. I hope they go back and do another season one day because that was, oh my god, <laughs> some of the best queer eye out of the whole thing. I reckon easily. So that was wonderful. Um, I I binged in one night the miniseries It's a Sin. Um, which oh, was, yeah. I have watched that. Yeah, it was great. Um, 
it was really, really great and heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> like cried a lot. Mm. Um, I mean, look that that aside, like it was, you know, it's. I mean, it's about a, a group of wonderful people living in London in the eighties, and you know, most of them are gay, um, and the AIDS uh, epidemic or pandemic even rises, um, and you know, it's them dealing with that, uh, you know, uh, and their their relationships with each other and their families and all of that, and it's a lot of fun, and there's some tremendous performances. Some of the some of the storytelling beats were I I kind of guessed though. Like they, they, the people, cause not everyone makes it out, unfortunately, but the people that didn't make it out, I kind of had a feeling that would happen. Cause I'm like, oh, that would be upsetting if that person got killed and then it happened and I was very <laughs> upset. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it and I highly recommend people watching it cause it's, it's just, it's just beautifully made television, really. Um, Russell T Davies for the win. Very yeah. excited that he's coming back to Doctor Who now that I'm in Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So that was your first feel-good TV show. What was your next feel-good TV show? <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched some more X-Files, so that's a thing. Um, and then I, I re-watched Dude, Where's My Car? Because I haven't seen it in five ever. Um, and it's surprisingly still hilarious. Although there's like a couple of jokes in there that have not aged well in the 20 years since it came out. But that's a, that's that's fine. I'll accept that. I also then watched the sequel to The Exorcist. Um, the Exorcist 2, colon, Heretic. Um, and, uh, yeah, don't recommend that one. <laughs> <laughs> I do not recommend that one. Um, yeah. And I, I read up about it. I didn't realise it's actually known as, uh, like, one of the worst movies or one of the worst sequels ever made. Um, and it was a slog to get through. My God. Um, but I was like, no, I love the first film. I'm sure I'll, I'll enjoy it. No. <laughs> I couldn't get through the first 30 minutes of it. Oh, you tried watching it? I put it down and then I forgot where I was and I thought, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy for you. Um, I There's two hours of my life I'm not getting back. Um, <laughs> um, I also um, got up to date with uh, Euphoria, which is an American TV show starring Zendaya. Um, uh, season two just started, so I caught up on that, and um, that's you know looks like we're in for a, a very intense season ahead. So I'm really excited to watch that. It's a fantastic show, very confronting, but very very good. Um, and I watched Eternals for the second time. Oh, what'd you think second time? Um, is it because it was free? <laughs> well, I went to the cinemas. I paid for it, so I just never got around to seeing a second time at the cinemas. Um, you know, COVID does that. Um, however, um, second viewing better than the first. Okay. Um, yeah, I, the, the, the structure of the film, the way it jumps around timeline wise made more sense when I knew that's what the structure was. Like it flowed better when I was like, okay, I know what this movie is now. I mean, it's still a bit slow in parts and the pacing's a bit off. Um, because I watched it with some friends who hadn't seen it. And they, they said the same thing from, like, our first viewing. Like, it's all it's edited really weirdly and structured really poorly and all this. So they But they, they thought it was a good movie, and I, I still really like it. I think it definitely gets a bad rap, um, unfortunately. But, yeah. I mean, it's not the, one of the better Marvel films, but it's it's still it's still good, and the, it, the rewatchability is there. 
Okay. It just good. it probably just didn't need to be two and a half hours long. Um, <laughs> the concept that. was too big. <laughs> very big. Very, very big. Um, and then I will just finish by saying that, yes, I watched Peacemaker. Um, and I... F- fucking loved it um <laughs> i when i when we stop recording i'm gonna i'm gonna show fulia the opening credits i haven't even watched the movie yet no 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 the opening credits will not spoil anything in fact it, it might make you want to watch the show i don't know <laughs> but if you haven't seen the movie it essentially you know <laughs> oh not really i don't think it spoils anything it's I mean, we, obviously, if there's a Peacemaker show, we know he didn't die in Suicide Squad. Uh, you, I mean... Uh, you're talking about the um, the actual opening credits, not, yeah, the, that's why not I said the recap. The, no, no, no. That's why I said opening credits. Oh, you know? I thought that was the opening credits. You know, no, no. That's a previously on. It's a different thing. Okay. <laughs> opening credits. The opening credits, out of context, I'm going to show them. Is that the cold opening okay. and, and the credits? Anyway, I'm just ignoring <laughs> you now. Um... But it's it's freaking amazing. It's James Gunn at his James Gunniest, um, and John Cena at his John Ceneriest. Um, I just, it's just 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 fantastic. Like holy fuck, I had no idea. I remember like being at work and seeing J- uh, John Cena, you know, action movies that were like straight to DVD that were coming. I was like, what the fuck is this trash? And then all of a sudden he starts doing comedy stuff, comedy action, and it just fucking blows up. And now he's in this huge TV show, and it's fucking. Um, it's I'm great. noticing a lot of wrestlers coming into the comedy side of, sh- yeah. of of TV and film. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's like him, Batista, and um, The Rock. Really, they're the big ones. Mm, mm. But yeah, a lot of wrestlers are, are getting on the main the main in the mainstream. Acting. The big show, the big show as has, well. Yeah, has its own hey, show. What about the Hulkster? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hulk Hogan is what mm, maybe. Yes, true. I wouldn't call that acting though. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I highly is that recommend- right, brother? <laughs> I highly recommend Peacemaker. Um, if you saw Suicide Squad and loved it, you're gonna love the shit out of the show. So um, definitely worth a look. More like um, Piss Taker, because <laughs> it's like taking the piss of. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when you explain the joke. <laughs> yeah. And the awkward silence. <laughs> they make Thank a you. reference to Batmite. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if that's a real comic book thing, I had no idea. <laughs> it is. It's it fucking, is? It's fucking weird. That's hilarious. I think I it's it was Jack Kirby some... or something. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Jack Kirby it was a bit out there. With his ideas. Well, it was the 60s, man. It was the 60s, man. Whoa. Anyway, it's enough of psychedelicness (laughs) for this show. Let's, uh, yeah, that's it. That's me. It's done. Weekly watchings done. Which means, of course, it's now time to get into the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. It's nerdy news time. And I really hate to do this, but i got to start the news by getting a bit sad for a couple minutes here. Because um, 
we're all a bit shocked earlier this week um, at the very sudden passing of the legend that is Bob Saget, um, who passed away at the age of 65. Um, cause of death still unknown, um, but it does seem to be it was uh, natural causes of some kind, or you know, nothing, nothing bad befell befell Bob except. Um, something something just yeah no, no one hurt bob he's okay he's, it's fine it's fine oh god i'm yeah not handling this well sorry um it's just really sad but anyway basically um yeah he yes yeah, very suddenly passed away at the age of 65 um for those who uh, are not aware bob saget was danny tanner on full house um in the late 80s through to the 90s um huge huge sitcom i remember watching it when i was a kid loving the hell out of it um, very, very funny show. I haven't seen it in so many years though, but he was basically, you know, the, the single dad trying to raise his kids with, you know, his, his, his brother-in-law and his best friend and, um, yeah. And just, you know, the dad with a heart of gold really. Um, and the nicest guy, um, similar to Bob Zagan in real life. Apparently he was one of the nicest people you would ever meet. Um, and this week the internet was just flooded with stories of, of people who had interacted with him over the years and had just had nothing but kind words to share. Um, so yeah, so it's just very, very sad. He also, um, was the inaugural host of America's Funniest Home Videos, um, which also started in the late eighties and ran through the nineties. He was doing that at the same time as Full House. Um, he kind of, I believe, originated the idea of doing funny voices as commentary over all the videos, um, which was, which was quite, quite charming and, and hilarious to watch. Um, I'm sure that everyone in the US that watched it, I don't know if that actually aired here in Australia, it probably did, but, um, in the States, of course, it was very popular because we had our own version, Australia's Funniest Home Videos here, um, that was very successful as well. Um, and then, of course, outside of, of those two big things, Bob was mostly known for being uh, one of the funniest guys in the stand-up scene um, and just had hilariously a, uh, a vulgar kind of <laughs> approach to, filth. to comedy. Fucking Filthy. filth. Fucking filth, fire and filth was, was Bob Saget, uh, a lovely antithesis to, to Danny Tanner um, <laughs> on stage, which I just think is... Uh, is just adds to the beauty of him um, and who he was. So, yeah, very, very sad to hear of his passing, and he's definitely going to be missed by a plethora of people, um, that's for sure. Um, Fully, um, do you have any thoughts on the late Bob Saget? Uh, I was actually quite shocked to hear about his passing, mm. uh, like many. Um, I really enjoyed his performance as uh, Danny Tanner in, in Full House, and then again in Fuller House. Yes. Um, which was really nice to see him sort of like cameoing in a few episodes of um, of the sequel, I suppose. Yeah. Of the series. Sequel series, yeah. Um he was he was really funny. He tried to make puns awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and he was yeah, like Oh man, the personality he brought forward as Danny Tanner was just amazing, mm. and I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing him pop up in like other like films and and shows as like a cameo in something, and that was also a lot of fun to see as well. And yeah, um, oh man, these he just 
gone too soon. Like, so yeah, young. way too soon. Yeah. That's the, that's the shock, most shocking part about it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he still had a lot more in him. Yeah. Well, he was literally the night before he, he passed. He was, he did st- a stand up gig in, mm. in Florida. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, that's just why it's just so out of the blue. Mm. It doesn't really feel real. No, it doesn't. Mm. Um, yeah. So. Many thanks to his amazing career. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Bob. Mm. Mike, what, 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 are you, what are your wise words about Bob? Wise words? Uh, <laughs> don't want to put that um, stress onto me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't necessarily say they're wise words, but I will say um, I did not watch Full House like growing up. I, I, I didn't really have much to do with like sitcoms grow, growing up. I mean... Uh, not that I was a sheltered child. It's just I didn't really watch that much t- television uh, growing up. But I'm sort of making it up for my for my twenties and thirties. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I sort of knew Bob Saget uh, through like like stand up and all, and all that. And yeah, I, I, I do I do like his filth. And <laughs> and well, he, he grew up it, well when he was get um what what's the word like. His career sort of um, was on parallel with like like Norm Macdonald and and um, and, uh, and, uh, and and all the others from from the um, uh, early nineties, like late eighties, and and yeah, um, it, it it was big sad. It was a big 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 sad, and he he was like huge friends with um like Norm Macdonald and and they sort of had similar sense of humor and uh this week i actually watched the uh, i watched the roast of bob saget uh from from eons ago because i uh, i i sort of have a bit of a weird sense of humor when it comes out because like the late the the late the late roasts uh, just became like like very filth heavy and 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 just like shock value humor and and then not as and it's not surprising that um so some of the stuff on there that cannot be repeated especially on this particular show um and where bob saget uh wanted to have his roast he wanted norm mcdonald because they're friends and all that and norm didn't want to do it because you know it was his best friend and and he actually said said in his last bit is like, "Well, you're my friend, and I love you." And yeah, yeah it was just and <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, Norm sort of compromises like, "Okay, I'm I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to swear, and I'm just going to take all the jokes from this like nineties nineteen forties sort of like um, speech helpers for like um, like uh, best men sort of speeches and all that." And 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 uh, it was just pure Norm. Where <laughs> the jokes were not funny, <laughs> it was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's just all all in the delivery, and yeah. The, uh, the long pauses and the stares that he would just—I love—I love watching it. And he would just like hold a stare as the punchline rolled over the audience, and it's just—it it was just hysterical to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it was just the same, and there, there was no, there was no sort of eh. <laughs> it was like yeah, like getting angry with the audience of not getting it because that was the sole purpose of the whole thing. It was, it was that de- <laughs> definitely um, Andy Kaufman sort, sort of like you're making fun of the audience yeah. at the same time, which was great. 
and um, yeah, and Bob Saget being being the filth monger that he is, uh, was actually notorious for a particular joke that does the rounds every now and again. Uh, it's called uh, called the um, the uh, the uh, aristocrats, where uh, I am not going to divulge what what it's about or even attempt to reperform it because essentially it's a uh, it's an exercise to it's an exercise for um comics to like um be as filthy as they can and like go into weird places uh where it's dealing with this family this sort of performer family that goes into a a, a talent agency and says oh what do you do and they do their thing and what they do is completely disgusting. It just it, it, it involves <laughs> sexual acts, um, you know, a little bit of bestiality, a bit of bit of incest. It's like all this fucking horrible shit. I mean, I I wouldn't recommend anyone going for it. Like Fulia, I think you just fucking faint if you actually listen to it. <laughs> Any recount of it, especially especially if Gilbert Godfrey is actually my fa- favorite, oh, dare I say, favorite <laughs> rendition of it is just absolutely fucking horrendous and filthy, and and it's pretty much a non sequitur because at the end of the whole thing, uh, the talent agent is like non plus and it's like that's a very interesting act. What do you call yourselves? We call ourselves the aristocrats, and that's it. <laughs> it's a complete non sequitur. Yeah. Uh, after going through all this this stuff, and the reason why I bring it up is because Bob Saget's sort of notorious uh, one is because of Full, ha- Full House and how he's supposed to be like the um, the 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 dad. He he was like the American dad, and he he was like yeah, like the quintessential. Um, like dorky dad trying to get get by and just and doesn't make doesn't make anything too filthy because you know he prime time dad and and all that and it's like completely juxt juxtapose of this horrendous joke that he filmed for a documentary about the actual joke and and yeah so, in a long story short, uh, we're going to miss you, Bob Saget, and uh, you you were gone, you were gone too early. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move into the rest of the news now, shall we? Um, we got some DC news out this week um, with some Batgirl-related stuff to discuss. Uh, Leslie Grace, who is playing um, Batgirl in the upcoming HBO Max film, um, shared an image of herself in the suit um, for the first time, which is pretty fantastic. Feels like the first time. (laughs) I think she looks amazing. Um, That's just me because I love... I love Batgirls, the the bl- uh, the purple and and yellow, like the purple and gold sort of suit, and she's got the red hair going as well. So very, very Barbara Gordon to see. Um, I I'm a big fan of of this of this outfit. Um, yeah, and it's you know it's pants. She's not wearing a skirt or a Boo. dress. It's pants because it's 2022. 
I can't, I can't really wear a dress <laughs> or a skirt so short that every time she lifts her legs, you can see a bit of underwear. <laughs> um, according uh, to the interwebs, the suit actually looks to be inspired by, um, yeah, in particular, the Batgirl of Burnside issue of, of, of Batgirl comics. Um which was done by Cameron Stewart, Brennan Fletcher, Babs Tarr, and Maris Wicks. Um, and I'm showing Fulia for a comparison. Oh, nice. That's the... And then Mike gets an image. Yeah, That's, I've seen that yeah, one, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, so that, yeah, that is very, very cool. Also this week there was um, a little tease at maybe uh, a certain boy wonder appearing in, in Batgirl. Um, because there was some leaked set photos uh, of some, I think it was street art of mm. like Batman and Robin. And now we know um, Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be appearing in, in this film. Um, so does this mean we're getting Chris O'Donnell technically as Robin? Because that is connected canonically. However, obviously, Batman Returns and Batman Forever are miles apart. So, who knows? It's a rumor. It may not be a real thing. We'll see. I'm I I'm just keen for a Batgirl movie. I can't wait to see it. I I really hope it's good. I want it to be good. Please be good, Warner Brothers. Make something good. That's not done by James Gunn because everything he does is great. So there we go. Doesn't matter who he works for. Um. Mike, hello. I'm sure you've got some some thoughts on this. Um, what are your What are your takeaways from these two Batgirl related items? Oh, this makes me so happy. I'm really I'm really looking forward to this um, this uh, straight to DVD show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Mm. Give it an actual release, Warner Brothers. You fucking cowards. I know. Um, Cinema. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, the, the suit looks fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> comic accurate. I like it. Um, mm. Still, durability. I mean, long hair. Just tie it up maybe once. <laughs> yeah. For fighting, you know. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't know. I've never had long hair, so it, it's maybe a, a hindrance. I don't know. But I'm really looking forward to this, and also the um, and also the street art, which is like a fake wall, so you can just put it up against, and it's like ah, it's real street art. Uh, and uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew, um, Michael Keating's Batman getting his own Robin, not necessarily yeah, Chris O'Dowell or whatever his name is, Chris O'Donnell, yeah, uh, Chris O'Dowell, you know, Irish guy. <laughs> Imagine him as Boy Wonder. <laughs> but the th- thing is, uh, a lot of people are th- thinking because it's an older Batman, uh, this Robin would be Nightwing, oh. Nightwing by now. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so it could have been it could be an older older one. So it could be Chris O'Dowell um, play, playing a uh, a was Robin, but you can still have a Robin because there's multiple Robins and and. They're not. Re- um, it's going to be interesting of what happens with Flashpoint, the movie, uh, of what happens with uh, with the characters because they're going to be a huge mesh of um, uh, Snyder's 
universe as well as Burton universe and all the other universes sort of uh, sort of forming into this movie and we don't know. It's sort of like the uh, the Mobius, sorry, Mor- Morbius uh, movie of where it sort of fits in the um, in the uh, in the Spider-Man universe, um, live action universe. I'm still ba- banking the fact that Mo- Morbius, Mo- Mobius. <laughs> vampire, sexy vampire. Uh, they're always fucking sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see an ugly vampire movie again. Um, where uh, I still think that's going to be set set in the um, in the uh, Andrew Garfield universe. I because re- a lot of people, are, yeah, a, a lot of people are speculating that that's going to be taking place in the in the Andrew Garfield universe. And really, yes. Not to detract that I really love talking about Batman, but we can talk about this if you want. I'm liking this tangent. Go on. Yeah, so we a lot can of edit pe- it out if it doesn't work out. That's right. <laughs> a lot of people are speculating because, um, uh, because of all the clues, like the um, uh, the uh, Osborne Tower, uh, is in um, the Garfield universe as well as the Raimi universe. But as well as there's subtle hints in the um, Garfield uh, bits where they they do talk about there is an Eddie Brock like sort of it, it, there was like a huge listing of, of stuff that the Oscorp was do, doing and one of them was was may, maybe Venom as well so they can probably loosely tie that in and and of course the um, Morbius trailer actually references. Uh, venom as well so it's it's definitely going to be interesting um yeah i, I still think uh, andrew garfield's going to do more stuff i hope so yeah i really hope so and lord knows the demand is there yeah you know people want it so sony would be silly not to pursue an amazing spider-man 3 at this point yeah so anyway i'll be watching batgirl Yay! <laughs> Switching between that's, that's that's my favorite kind of DC conversation where we end up talking about Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wayne, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I was it. talking about universes, and you know, you got to yeah. talk about all the universes. It's I can't wait till I can't wait till um, Disney sort of owns Warner Brothers, and then they can combine both. Oh God! Can you oh, imagine? Wow. Imagine the amount of nerds that will die from excitement, like far out. That's going to be amazing. One day. We may not live to see it, but one day. Hmm. One day. All right. When, when Mickey inherits the earth. When Mickey inherits the earth. Speaking of Mickey. Um, and the poor the, decisions that they have. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for the unintentional segue. I love it. Um, <laughs> got a couple of Disney Plus related news items. Uh, this first one being... A wee bit frustrating, but understandable, I suppose. Um, The film Turning Red, that I think we've talked about on the podcast before, um, uh, was announced this week, is going to be a Disney Plus only title, um, which marks, unfortunately, the third Pixar film in a row since the pandemic began um, to be exclusive to Disney Plus. Um, so yeah, not, not great news. Um, but I mean, Omicron's fucked. 
the US at the moment. So who knows? I'm expecting a bunch of movies to start getting delayed again, but we'll see what happens. Um, Turning Red will be on Disney Plus on uh, the 11th of March. Um, however, Disney has said that they will release this, the film in cinemas where, um, in, in like in countries where uh, Disney Plus isn't a thing. Because um, they're still, I think, worldwide rolling out Disney Plus. Um, I believe so. Yeah, so it will be in some some countries you can see it in the cinema, but yeah, in the, all the major markets, it's going to just be on Disney Plus. Um, but yeah, that's that's a shame. But at least we'll still be able to uh, watch it because it does look really really good. So, um, but it won't be uh, it won't be at an additional cost. Oh, so um, no premiere access for this one? No, no. This is going to be yeah, sort of like how um, Soul and Luca were both just dropped on Disney Plus for no extra fee. Okay. Same thing. Turning Red will be no extra cost to the subscriber um, on Disney Plus. So, yeah. So that's something at least. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I like. I, it looks like a great movie. So I, I hope it's. I hope it's a good film. Um, Fulia, I know you're kind of excited to check it out. How do you feel about not being able to go to the movies to see it? I have to say, I am disappointed. Yeah. Um, I was really looking forward to seeing an animated film in cinemas. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I really wanted to see this one at least because mm-hmm. it looks really cute and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all right. Sing 2 is out at the moment. <laughs> it is. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, the rival company. It's <laughs> <laughs> <He's> animated. <laughs> Illumination. <laughs> Illumination. Anyway, go on. Um. So yeah, look. As long as I get to watch it, I'll be happy. Um. I mean, it's not going to be the same because you know you're not going to get that same Dolby surround sound mm. in the cinemas mm-hmm. that you get. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we go. I'll probably, I'm going to end up watching it regardless. Yeah, so. <laughs> true. True. Just at home instead. Yeah. 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 Mike, um, being a father of two, how <laughs> does this, how does this decision sit with you? Uh, it helps. But, <laughs> <laughs> but mind you, I, I was annoyed when, uh, like, Sol and Luca came out straight to streaming is like come on disney you gotta look after like pixar they're they're doing like hard yards for you and they and they never disappoint no except except for the good good um the good dinosaur the good dinosaur but that's never here or there yeah they can't be all fucking successes i mean it doesn't matter but but yeah um i'm yeah i'm annoyed and there, there's definitely a lot of um, people with the same sort of sentiment on, you know, on the uh, internet saying, "What are you doing, Disney? Come on, maybe give him, throw him a bone. Maybe give him a release." But you know, they're they're, they're slaves. They don't really <laughs> care. It's not like it's a Marvel movie or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Because they get bums on seats, you know. Get the nerds out there. It's like, it's like, hey nerds, we like, we've got your pig trough happening. It's like, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, and I am the first pig to that trough. Yeah. <laughs> Call you God snowball. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's good. 
Animal Farm. Lord. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Disney Plus, our second <laughs> Disney Plus related item. Did you say, is... did, sorry, did you say swell or swill? I don't think I said either. <laughs> swill. <laughs> swill. <laughs> That connection, <laughs> the Skype chat is, is, is coming through interestingly. Um, the Santa Claus, uh, beloved Tim Allen Santa movies from the 90s slash I believe the early 2000s is when the last one came out, um, is coming back as a series uh, sequel, revival, reboot sort of thing. But the best part about it, of course, is that Tim Allen is coming back. Yes! Um, we'll get to see him as Santa one more time because apparently the premise of the show is that Santa wants to retire. <laughs> he's he's done. So he's going to get killed off. <laughs> You've seen well, the first movie. Yeah, he, yeah it's going to be like a, one of those like... Full circle. S- full circle moments of, you know, of him being on the roof and falling off. Um, (laughs) um, so the new series will follow Calvin, who is still serving as Santa Claus as he nears his 65th birthday. He wants to return to the normal world. So he sets out to find a suitable replacement Santa while also preparing his family to leave the North Pole. Um, they have not announced a release date for this show just yet. Um, but I would imagine it'll probably be sometime... This year, probably later in the year, or maybe next year, um, given it's only January now. But who knows how that will pan out. There'll be a, I'm sure there'll be a trailer with a release date attached to it that we'll discuss on this podcast at some point. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm a big fan of these movies, especially the first one. I love the first film. Like, it's as a kid, I, it was probably one of my... F- well... Yeah, maybe one of my favorite Christmas movies. Like, yeah, because I'm not a huge... I, I kind of like the, you know, the diehard style Christmas movie or your Home Alone style, like something a bit left of, of center, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's quite, kind of more of a traditional um, Christmas film, sort of. Um, and, and Tim Allen was just... I mean, he is just the best and so funny. And um, so it's really good to, to hear that he's coming back to do this because this show would not be worth it. Um if that were not the case. But, however, I will have one reservation. If it's anything like the Mighty Ducks series that they just did, then I'm going to be very annoyed. Oh, no. Because <laughs> that was not great. <laughs> but then again, it was probably not made for me. Anyway. Fulia. <laughs> hey, we're trying to do a Cobra Kai, and it failed. And it bombed. Bombed. No one can be Cobra Kai. Um, Fulia, <laughs> does this excite you? Are you looking forward to this? Um, I, I am, uh, I am a fan of the Santa Claus, um, film, the first one mainly, um, the other two, not so much, uh, but I, I would like to see Tim Allen come back and I'm so glad that he is, um, Mm -hmm. because he played that role really well and it was just so much fun. Wait, um, who's coming back? Tim Allen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to get it out of my system. <laughs> yeah, wrong, wrong nineties. Re- I know. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, so yeah, it'd be really cool to see him um, bring the Santa Claus back to life. I'm interested to know. This is probably going to be like a limited series, I think. 
I would um, say so. It's probably going to be like a once, one, one, one and done. Yeah, one season. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether the episodes are going to be like he'll find someone, see if they're good, and then by the end of the episode, be like, "Nah, you're not the one," and then go to the next person in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that would be something really cool. Uh, in terms of the concept of the story, but I don't know. Like maybe it's just more of a he's winding down, slowly getting ready to retire, and then by the end of the series, um, during that particular season, we will learn about one particular character who, by the end of it, becomes Santa Claus, mm. or in the middle of the season, become like gets chosen to be Santa Claus. And then has to be trained up to be Santa Claus by the end of it. So basically, this is going to be Hawkeye, but but more Christmas themed. They're going to lean more into the Christmas thing. <laughs> yes, yes, essentially, yes. essentially, yes. and it's and it's going to be more wholesome. Yes, uh, less violent, less, vi- <laughs> yeah. less, less trick arrows. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, look, I'm I'm looking forward to it. See how it goes. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice, yeah, nice, Mike. What do you reckon? I know of the Santa Claus. Um, I wasn't that big of a fan as a kid. Um, it's not one of my regular watches for for um, Christmas, but I know of it. Um, uh, when you were talking about the synopsis, it sounds an awful lot like um, uh, Ernest Saves Christ- uh, Christmas, where oh. the where the original Santa is trying to find a replacement and all that. So uh, it's been done, <laughs> but <laughs> you know it, it could be interesting. Uh, my thought is, if we're going down to my cynical route of uh, the um, the passing of the torch, is you have to kill the other one. Please make it a PG version of um, Highlander, where you, there's only one Santa, and the other one has to behead the other Santa, and they become Santa. <laughs> there can be only one, and no. Why not? No beheadings. <laughs> Bring me the head of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Jolly old Saint Nick. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> um, am I looking forward to it? Yeah, okay. I'll give it a go. Give it a whirl. Mm. Can't, be, can't be all that bad. Mighty Ducks. If- Excellent. <laughs> and that is your cue. Yes, no, 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 no. I was, I, my brain was just like, where's the segue? Where's, oh, there it is. He said bad. And then I was going to go, the Golden Globes. Um. Ah. <laughs> oh. Speaking about beheadings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, the award season in Hollywood got off to a very underwhelming start uh, this year, but, you know, appropriately so given the controversy surrounding the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, who are responsible for um, handing out the Golden Globes. Um, And due to the um, spread of Omicron in the United States, there uh, was no ceremony at all. Um, We knew ahead of time it wasn't going to be televised, but there there were talks of having a ceremony uh, in a hotel, maybe some celebrities zooming in, who knows. Um, but yeah, Omicron just kind of shut the whole thing down, really. And uh, the awards were announced on the Golden Globes social media accounts. So on Twitter and Instagram. Um, 
So. <laughs> that is fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a ni- nice kind of justice, I think, um, for the HFPA. Um, but um, I'm still excited about the awards because, you know, it's the first awards show of the season. Um and uh, some very interesting and not surprising uh, winners were announced. Um, Best Motion Picture Drama was Power of the Dog. Um, Netflix film directed by Jane Campion um, won that one. Um, Nicole Kidman won for uh, being the Ricardos, Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. So score one for the Aussies. Um, Will Smith took home the gong for Best Actor in a Drama for nice. King Richard, which is is very cool. Good to see the hype train for his Oscar campaign is underway. Um, West Side Story won for Best Picture, Musical or Comedy. Um, best Performance by an Actress, Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy was Rachel Ziegler from West Side Story. Um musical comedy best actor was Andrew Garfield in Tick Tick Boom which made me very very happy because he was amazing in that um, Encanto won best picture for animated films Yay! no surprises there um, very very happy to see that one come through um, Drive My Car best uh, won best picture uh, non-English language um, it's a Japanese film that I've seen a lot of buzz for online so I cannot wait to watch that um, what else do we have? Those are pretty much the highlights of the dir- of the um, the film side of things. Jane Campion won Best uh, Director as well, which is freaking awesome to see a woman. Uh, a woman? To see a woman. To see a woman. <laughs> see the women. Oh, the, see women. the women. See How it. much for the women? <laughs> the little girl. How much for the little girl? Oh, my God. It's going too creepy. See... It's Blues sure, Brothers. Yeah, you were quoting. Yeah, he was doing a quote. It's, it's okay. It's all right. Um, I'm not that creepy. Sometimes. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, good to see a, a woman win Best Director and also a Kiwi. Um, you know, we'll claim claim that as an Australian win, um, as we like to do. Um, Hans Zimmer won uh, for best score for Dune as well, which I, I was happy to see. And Billie uh, Eilish won. That's yeah, my just blah. Um, <laughs> Billie <laughs> Eilish won um, for No Time to Die, the theme to that she did. Um, so that's really cool. In the TV front, we've got Succession taking out best drama series. Not a surprise at all. Um, best performance by an actress in a, a drama series, MJ Rodriguez for Pose. Actor in a drama series, Jeremy Strong for Succession. Um, musical comedy series, Hacks beat Only Murders in the Building. Sorry, guys. Um, sorry, guys. And Jean Smart also won. Um, she's in Hacks. She's the lead. She took out uh, Best Actress for her role in that. Um, Jason Sudeikis won for Ted Lasso. Uh, Best limited series was a bit of a surprise, but good to see the Underground Railroad um, beating out heavy hitters like Mayor of Easttown and Dopesick. Um, so even though I was like, Dopesick's got to win this, um, but then again, I was kind of riding my Dopesick high, I think, at that point, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> <laughs> you were high. Yeah. Hi. Uh, uh, opioids. Um, Kate Winslet won, uh, of course, for her role in Mayor of Easttown. No surprises. 
to see that. Um, however, Michael Keaton did win for his performance in Dope Sick nice. as well, which I was very, very happy to see. Um, and Sarah Snook, another Aussie, did good. Um, she's in Succession and she took out uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role on TV. Sadly, um, both Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, who were nominated for WandaVision, went home empty-handed again. But just really great to see Marvel being recognized in the acting categories, finally. Taken a while. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much the main main takeaways. Um, oh, oh Young-soo from Squid Game actually won as well for mm. Best Supporting Actor in a, in a, in a Series. The so Old the, Man. The Old Man. Um, <laughs> in Squid Game, so yeah, so yeah, number one, good, a good, a good, a good field of, of winners and losers um, at this year's Golden Globes. Fulia, do you have any thoughts after hearing all that? Uh, I was surprised to only see a list of winners, and I like there was no hype about any kind of like presentation about the Golden Globes. No, didn't um, happen. No one mention anything in any of the social medias about trying to find a host or anything like that. Um, well, I will clarify. I believe there was going to be a host. Okay. Um, I believe it was going to be uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were going to come back again mm. and do a duo thing. But then when the controversy surrounding the H- HFPA started happening about their lack of diversity and treatment of their stuff and blah, 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 blah. Um, the tele the the telecast was pulled off, so then there was no ceremony, so then no hosting. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, then very and con- very convoluted and complex. Yeah, yes. and they rebranded yeah. to the uh, and they renamed themselves. It's still the HFPA, but now it's uh, called the um, honorary fucking piece of ass. <laughs> okay then. Yep. Cool. Yep. Aside from that, um, uh, congratulations to all of the winners um, uh, for their Golden Globe nominations and, you know, well done to the people who were nominated as well. Um, I am sad that, you know, no one got anything from, uh, you know, Only Murders in the Building because I was Mm. really hoping that there would be like maybe at least like an actor's thing. For like Steve Martin, no, because he was re- he did really really well. I know he, th- I know that the series and the actors from that show won awards outside of Golden Globes. Um, I think from like the SAG Awards. Well, the SAG Award uh, nominees were announced this week. Oh, no, sorry, the nominees. Yes, they I think they nominated. Yeah, yes, I think they yes. got nominated again. Yeah, they got nominated. Which yeah, is and great. I'm really hoping they win. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, um. I don't know. I'm not usually one for watching the ceremonies either. I just sort of watch the aftermath and the highlights. Well, you must <laughs> you must be pretty uh, like stoked for Will Smith, though, right? You love Will oh, Smith. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like it's been a while since um since he's been nominated and won anything. Mm, um, mm-hmm. so I'm very happy to to see Will Smith um, being recognised um in more recent years. So it's mm. um it's good to see. It, it definitely means I really need to go watch King Richard. Yes. Um. <laughs> when I get the opportunity, and um, and I'm also very very happy to see that Encanto won for best animated film. Um, it definitely deserves all the accolades. It was brilliant. Um, it was so much fun to watch, and um, it it just teaches you to be yourself essentially. Mm. And it's such a good movie. Nice. Yeah. And teaches uh, young kids what a toxic family is. <laughs> 
Yeah, essentially. Kind of. <laughs> I'll find out when I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm 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 glad to hear it's good. It's good. I, I need to do a second viewing. Nice. Nice. Alright, Mike. I know yeah. you probably have loads to say about this award related thing that nope. happened. Not much, but it does remind me to um, put succession. Uh, that word. Succession. 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 That. That word. That 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 TV show on my list of things for watch. Yeah. Because uh, I've heard a lot of good things, and it also reminded me that uh, Amy Schumer is going has been cast in Only Murders in the Building season two. Has she? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I forgot to mention that in the um, group chat, but, you know. No, ch- nice ch- bit of extra nerdy news for for you. Yeah, check it in now. Yeah, check it in now. Yeah, so. Nice. So there's going to be season two, so that something for me and Fulia to watch. Yeah, I cannot wait. I, I think I'm going to. I'm, I think I'm definitely going to watch it. Yes, do it. I no. don't know. I don't... <laughs> no. This is something special between me and Fulia. <laughs> you got everything else. You've got you've got your Bubba Fat. You've got you got your Star Wars. You got your Marvel. You got you got whatever Cobra Kai. <laughs> this is, this is between us. Okay. He wants it to be very exclusive. I, <laughs> I'll watch it and I will never speak about it. <laughs> you won't know. <laughs> what did you, you watch know. this week, Kendall? Yeah. Nothing. Well, I, def- I did nothing. <laughs> yeah. I definitely didn't watch Only Murders in the Building. No, never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically, that's it. That's it. All right, let's wrap up Nerdy News. Done. Yes. Done and dusted, as we like to say, which means now, of course, it is time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. It's trailer park time. Woo! Yes, let's go. Let's tis, do it. We've got some very interesting trailers to discuss. I'm looking mm. forward to this discussion. Uh, starting with our first look. At Bel Air, which for those who are not familiar, is a dark and gritty reimagining, I suppose. A more dramatic take on the story of Will from West Philly hitting up Bel Air. Clearly <laughs> Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes. So this, this has kind of grown from... Uh, a viral fan-made trailer, I believe it was, um, that happened on YouTube a few years ago. Um, and then, obviously, Will Smith was like, this is awesome, and he's producing this show um, based on that like on that trailer. So I think the same people that made that trailer or made, have made this show. Um, and, yeah, it's a really good trailer. I, I think... I think it shows like it's it's it feels like a long trailer, but it is for a series. But it shows I think it shows enough, and not too much, um, because I feel like that what they're really trying to do is sell you on the concept of fact of like here's something you're familiar with, but from a completely different like you know point of view, a completely yeah. different 
take on it, a different spin, um, you know, a different genre even, because it's not really... In the trailer, there was not really a lot of comedy happening at all. I'm sure the show will probably have moments here and there, but primarily it's drama-focused. Um, and I'm not entirely sold on it, to be honest, um, but I'm definitely going to check out the pilot when it drops because, I mean, I, you know, like most people, I'm a big fan of the original show. It was a staple on TV when I was growing up. Um, freaking hilarious. It gave us Will Smith as we know him. Um, you know, just it's, it's an, and it was an incredibly groundbreaking show too at the time in the nineties, um, to have, you know, you know, a comedy like that about a family like that, about rich, rich black people in LA, you know, that was not on television. Um, so yeah, so it's really cool to see that concept taken and spun in this way. And the references to the OG show, like the dice hanging from the mirror, in the Uber, I'm guessing. So it's probably not a taxi anymore. It's probably an Uber driver or a, or a Lyft driver because um, it's Los Angeles and they, they love Lyft a lot more than they love Uber. Um, and, um, yeah, and then there was, like, you know, all the obviously all the characters are there and there's a couple of other beats and stuff from, you know, from the original show. Um, but, yeah, it just looks it looks good. I, I, I kind of like this menacing side to Uncle Phil. <laughs> Because he, this, there's something about him that's off. <laughs> but I really, I really like that. So I'm looking forward to, to learning about him. And um, yeah, and Carlton actually being a prick, like not just <laughs> not just a funny like a funny douche who's up himself, but an actual asshole. Because <laughs> that looks like what we're getting here a bit. Mm. Um, and it also is just kind of a good opportunity to go deeper into the characters and to the way that they live their lives because you know in the sitcom it was pretty much limited to you know what was happening at the house most like most of the episodes were set at the house and then you know there were some other locations but um i think yeah. it was mainly between the house a shopping mall and the school and the school yeah 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 so yeah so i i just yeah i i hope it's successful because it's a really great idea so um we'll see how it pans out uh full yeah yeah I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this one. I'm curious to see this particular show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. I was very intrigued um, from the get go when uh, when Will Smith shared on his socials that this fan made trailer about a dramatic version of the Fresh Prince. Um, came about and I was just like oh this looks interesting it's a, a lot darker than I was expecting it to be but um, now that I've seen this trailer in full um, I'm a I am actually kind of looking forward to it um, it's going to be obviously a different version of and it's going to have similar themes about Will coming from uh, like you know his poor background going into a rich family mm. um, and but just also seeing how he adapts and also even though we know what the actual story is from the sitcom itself um, I want to see where this goes because they yeah. may they may take it a little bit differently I think they might yeah, yeah. Um, so I am looking forward to it um, 
The the actors are a lot younger than I expected, including the aunt and uncle. Oh, really? <laughs> they look quite young to yeah, me. Yeah, true. Compared to what we're, we're used what to we, from, the, yeah. from the sitcom. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, the um, the Philip Banks and the, and the Vivian Banks. Um, and then, of course, you know, the kids... Um, you know, Will's cousins and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm noticing that we're actually finally going to see Carlton and his lacrosse team. <laughs> yeah. We never got to see that in the sitcom. No. Um, but now we're actually going to see that in, in this particular version, which is really going to be really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, nice to see sports that aren't usually uh, represented in shows and movies. No. <laughs> um, not very often. Uh, yeah, then we've got, um, we've got a different version of a Jeffrey. Mm. Um, he's, he didn't sound British to me. No, I think he's, I think he's either Jamaican or, or Haitian. Like he's, I feel like he's from the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way too. Yeah. Um, there's still a jazz. I believe the, um, the driver you were talking about in that car with the oh. coffee dice, I think that's jazz. Oh, okay. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. So it's his mate bringing him over. Yeah, right. For okay, some reason. so maybe it's not a Lyft driver. Then. No, maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, um, okay. But yeah. Uh, it, it, like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see where they take this mm-hmm. and um, I'm hoping that it's good. Me too. Yeah. 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 Mike, what do you reckon about this one? A uh, bit difficult for me to um, add anything because I didn't really watch Pr- French Prince uh, back in the day because, well, like I said before, I don't really didn't really watch sitcoms as a kid. Um, and yeah, I, I'm looking into this it's sort of fresh. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> fresh plants, uh, sort of fresh um, eyes. It's like it it doesn't it. Definitely looks like a bit of a compelling sort of story as well. I mean, uh, I think they're going to tackle a lot of good issues, especially today today's sort of issues between like African Americans and what what has been happening over in America, and and mm. and it'll definitely reflect on what, and on other countries as well, especially uh, people who have a uh, um, sort of similar sort of dynamic of trying to get out of. Uh, like this systemic, systemic, uh, I can't talk to the guy. Uh, uh, with systemic, systemic, uh, sort of race racism that's been going on, and people are being being called called out on it as like, well, it's a series of oppression and trying to get out get get out of that uh, with the help of family or even the help of yourself as well. So. I don't know. I'll probably might watch the trailer and see see how it goes, but I do not get any of the references. It's a bit like me and Cobra Kai, where I can go into it like sort of fresh and actually see see the story for what it is, and not necessarily ah remember the guy is doing the Charleston. It's in Fortnite, you know that's <laughs> that sort of thing. But yeah, I'll definitely I might have a I might have a watch of it. Uh, as well it also got me thinking of whatever sort of sitcoms can you do like gritty reboots because you know if this is what if this is done well then there's going to be a lot it's going to keep happening yeah uh wh- one that i was thinking of is probably family ties where you have the uh sort of parents dynamic of you got liberal 
um, mother and uh, mother and father and sort of conservative kids. I, I can sort of see a gritty reboot where, where the son Alex probably turns into a member of the alt-right or so, something along oh, those lines. Oh, wow. Like he becomes a Trumpian, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's, yeah, that could definitely happen. That would be interesting. Yeah, sort of life of Jared Kirshner. Yeah, it, sort, sort of like that. That would be interesting. But, you know, who knows? It will probably be a big snowball effect. It's one of my predictions that I'm throwing out in the universe <laughs> and seeing if it actually comes to pass. I mean, you can't really do a gritty reboot of MASH. I mean... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that would just be like, you know, Band of Brothers, except, you know, in Vietnam. No, wait, Korea. 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 Thank you. Get it right. Sorry. <laughs> I, haven't really wa- I haven't really watched it. See, you guys have MASH too. I can I can be a part of Only Murders in the Building. <laughs> have MASH too. What are you talking about? I've never, I, I don't see MASH. Okay. I just well, watch... I just... I just I'm like the average person just watch the occasional episode if it's on TV. Okay. That- I always thought it was based in Vietnam because, you know, it was made in like the 70s and 80s. So I just ex- assumed it was the, the more recent war. Nope. But it's the it's the Korean war. It is the Korean war. Sorry, I, always, I apologize. It's okay. I have done an offense. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was based in World War Two because <laughs> all, all movies and TV shows are based on World War Two. A lot of them are, yes. Yes. I thought yes. They, they all mesh into one. They all mesh into one. So when are we meshing into a streaming service, Peacock, Kendall? Yes. Well, um, Bel Air will be, uh, if you're in the US, it will be airing on Peacock on the 13th of February. Um, here in Australia, though, it'll be airing on Stan on the 14th of February. What a lovely Valentine's gift that is to yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> Date <Sure>. night. <laughs> uh, I have no idea if Sammy knows uh, French Prince of Bel Air. Maybe. I don't she know. She might. It's like, you know that TV show in the 90s? Well, they did a gritty reboot. <laughs> and you might like it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you you watched Notorious and all that, so. True. She does. She doesn't mind that stuff. There's a bit of crime involved. Sammy might 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 be like, ooh, bit of crime. <laughs> bit of crime. All right, I'm gonna just go into the next trailer without a segue because, fuck it. I said when are um, you watching us? Yeah, you did. But I didn't have a segue. I didn't. It's not your fault. I'm just saying I didn't have a segue to go into the next. Oh trailer. no. It's the fine. Ho- Everything's awkward now. It's fine. The walls, the walls are coming in. I'm sorry. This is the walls are crashing down around me. It's awkward. I'm... It's like the moon is falling. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of moons falling, Moonfall is our next trailer. <laughs> Damn it! Thanks, Mike. Um, Moonfall. Okay, so. I will accept all criticism and judgment, but I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> I judge you. Please judge me. Please judge me. Look, I am a sucker for Roland Emmerich movies. I love just the complete destruction 
of national monuments <laughs> and space-related disasters and uh, all of this stuff. Like, I just live for it for some reason. It just tickles my fancy. I don't know why. I just love it. Like, you know, I mean, Independence Day is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, that's probably Roland Emmerich's biggest film still when it came out 25 years ago. Um... Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, I'll watch everything he makes. Like, there's the pretty pretty much the only film of his that I haven't seen is probably Stonewall, and that's for a good reason because he he really butchered the history around that. But we won't go there. We're talking about the uh, the moon crashing into the earth. Um, this trailer was interesting. It was a weird trailer um, <laughs> because. Usually, usually the trailers for his disaster movies, they really try and go for the super serious. Like, they take themselves so seriously. There's no, not, like, obviously there's one character in every Roland Emmerich movie that is the funny guy. Or that is the normal guy that is the, you know, the um, surrogate for the audience to kind of get in on the action. Um, which is, what's his face from Game of Thrones? In this, in this case, and I've, I'm blanking on his bloody name. John Bradley. Thank you, John Bradley from Game of Thrones, um, is in this. Um, yeah, he was Sam, yeah Samuel Tarly in Game of Thrones. Yes, um, really cool to see him pop up in this. I had no idea he was going to be in it, um, but but here we are. Um, and yeah, but I just wasn't expecting this trailer to kind of lean into some of the humor because there's some jokes from his, that come like from his character being the comedic relief that just kind of, I don't know, like the tone was a bit all over the place, if I'm honest, because it's like, okay, because initially when I thought this movie was happening, it was just about, you know, the moon coming out of orbit and coming towards earth, like for some scientific reason. This trailer reveals to us, I don't know if this is already common knowledge because this is the first trailer for this film I've really seen. There was a teaser, there have been a couple of teasers, but I've only seen this full trailer, really. And um, this reveals that it's actually some kind of intelligent extraterrestrial life form that has caused the moon to come out of orbit and crash towards the Earth. Um, That was interesting, was not expecting that. I am fully aware this movie is probably going to be like a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, if that. Like, <laughs> I've, I've fully accepted that because um, it looks bonkers. But it looks like it's just going to be popcorn fun. Like, I feel like you're going to go to the movie, go to the movie, switch your brain off for an hour and a half to two hours and just go on the ride. Um, I'm a big fan of Patrick Wilson as well, who was who is in this and Halle Berry is in this too. And I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff for a while, even though she's, she consistently works, but she, she, I don't really watch a lot of the stuff she's in. I think the last thing I saw in was Kingsman number two, um, the golden circle, which, you know, was a movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, this just looks like pure disaster fun. Uh, lots of CGI that will age poorly. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird comedic and heavy tone to it, and I did, I did kind of find the touch of uh, Bad Moon Rising by CCR a bit funny as well. Usually, you know, because usually they put those like songs that are a bit, you know, rock songs that are a bit on the nose because of lyrics or names and stuff, and it kind of hits different. But they just did it in a way for some reason that I, I just thought it was funny. Like it didn't for me, it didn't ha- come across with the dramatic 
you know, intent that I believed, you know, was the intention, but I don't know. That's just how I felt about it. Um, anyway, enough of me sucking this movie's dick for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you think? Of, what did you think of this trailer? Uh Probably not as highly as you did. Yeah, I think I'm the only person in Australia that is excited for this film. Go on. Um, look, it's an interesting concept uh, of the the moon, you know, falling towards the earth. Um, yeah, the trailer just confused me. I didn't know what was going on. It was a bit muddled, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just like so much was happening. It started off with this... You know, this, what is it, um, you know, John Bradley's character all of a sudden getting really antsy and paranoid has to speak to NASA about mm. what's going to happen. Mm. And then all of a sudden you see the moon is huge in the horizon and we're like, oh, okay. And then you've got like tsunamis happening and freaking flooding and all these other like different weather from Mother Nature is like angry <laughs> with the world. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this movie. I'm I'm probably not the target audience for this. I'm not really a huge fan when it comes to space related disasters or disasters in general. <laughs> So yeah, I'm going to leave this one to okay, you. Okay, fair enough. I'll t- as they say, I will take one for the team. Okay. On this one. <laughs> Very happily. Um, Mike, I, I'm excited to hear what you think of this trailer. Hello. Hello. Well, um, we did actually know this movie was coming out because we were talk- talking about the... Um, there was like an announcement trailer and then there was like a, a teaser trailer coming out and um they are very each one of them was very well the first two were and compared to this one is very tonally different Mm. uh because it was like your your average um uh uh film about natural disasters with a little hint of sci-fi as well and I want to put my skeptical hat on. I think because uh, "Don't Look Up" was so good, they decided to push in a bit more of the comedy. Oh, you are totally right. Yeah, you are totally fucking right about that. Absolutely. Because I watched this and I thought, hmm, uh, <laughs> they're very pushing more. With the sort of comedic character head on, except for except for the, all the beautiful people that are <laughs> that are on screen, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> but you know, it it could be because they're they're very they're, they're sort of similar. I mean, natural disaster, Earth is going to be destroyed by uh, an uh, an encroaching like force. But it's different because one's an asteroid and one's the moon. Okay. But, you know, if one movie is doing cool, then, you know, just tag on and see what happens. So 
I probably won't oh. be watching this movie. I don't think so. You're not going <laughs> to trick me because I'm so smart. And speaking of smart people, you know Neil deGrasse Tyson's going to have a fucking field day. Oh my god, he is. It's going to be amazing. It's like, do you want to watch him debunking gravity? No. (laughs) 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 Because I'm there to be entertained, not to fucking learn how real gravity works in in zero grav. (sighs) That's wrong with this world. Too many smart people. We should be listening to dumb people. Ooh, that like, reminds me of a movie that I don't think should happen. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> don't listen yeah. to smart people? Uh, there's a film about being, you know, stupid people and leading the, the world. And how they rule the world. Yeah, it's Don't Look Up. And also um, Idiocy or whatever Idiocracy. it's called. Idiocracy. Idiocracy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Yarp. Yarp. So, Kendall, when uh, when when are you going to be watching this film? Well, when are, I will be watching this film. Yes, that's why I said. Yeah, yeah, just me. Just you. Just me alone in the cinema with my popcorn. <laughs> um, yes. There, there's there's no way I'll get COVID if I go to see this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Equally distanced by twenty kilometers. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, I love it. Moonfall. Will be dropping uh-huh. in, uh, <laughs> in cinemas <laughs> uh, and at the box office um, on the third of February. So very close to that bad moon rising. Too close to my birthday. <laughs> Get out of my birthday month. Get out of your birthday. Well, all um, of the soon. films are going to be in my birthday month. Yes. Speaking of which. Let's- Let's let's yes. send in the demons, shall we? Yes. Let's <laughs> send in the demons to to cleanse us of this trailer park. I don't know. Um, Speaking about sucking dick. Works. Yeah. And the exorcist. <laughs> and the exorcist. Yeah, we'll just do a deep cut to earlier in the podcast. Yeah, mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> uh, or my favorite. Um, uh, Doug Anthony All Stars bit is like, Your mother drinks tap water in Adelaide. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. We are talking now uh, about our final trailer, and that is Studio 666. Get the devil horns out, people. Ooh, Mark of the Beast. Mark of the Beast. Mark of the Beast, yes. Um, this movie. I I I'm so curious about this is is basically um, a movie about the Foo Fighters um, where they are playing versions of themselves. Um, they play and, versions. Uh, they play <laughs> and they sacrifice themselves to the devil. Yes. Um, no, they they are about to record their tenth studio album, and they end up um, either buying or renting out a house somewhere in Los Angeles um, that is connected to the devil or connected to hell or connected to demons of some kind. Um, uh, Because there's some kind of energy in the house that makes Dave Grohl go, we have to make our album here. 
and then things start turning to shit because it looks like he gets possessed by some demon and uh, starts killing off his bandmates, I'm guessing, judging by this trailer. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm... I, I think it looks funny. Like, I mean, we all know Dave Grohl can be can be pretty funny. Like, he is a, a naturally hilarious dude, by all accounts. Um, and I, I, I don't, he hasn't done much acting over the years, but, like, you know, he, he's not no stranger to being a bit silly in some of his music videos or in, you know, Tenacious D music videos. Um, which is funny because, you know, he plays the devil in the tribute video and now here he is in this, <laughs> his own movie and playing it. Playing and, an actual demon. And... And he also plays the devil in Pick a Destiny. Yes, he does. That's right. He reprises his role. I haven't seen that movie in ages. I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Zodite. <laughs> um, but yeah, it look, it looks like it's a bit of meta humor, a bit, a bit of fun. Um, I, I can't say if it's going to be a good film or a bad film. I think this is definitely teetering the line between good and bad. I hope it's good. You know, we want people to succeed and, you know, the Foo Fighters are fantastic. You know, one of the greatest rock bands of all time. And um, so, you know, it would be really nice to see if they could transition (laughs) into the world of film um, successfully. But that remains to be seen. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows how it'll go? I just really loved the gag in the trailer where um, they're all sitting around with their instruments and Dave's like, hey, check out this one. What do you think? Tell me what you think. And he starts playing. He starts playing the opening riff to Everlong. <laughs> and I was, I, just, I lost it. I was just like, really? Uh, and then Taylor Hawkins is like, yeah, that's Everlong. You wrote it 20 years ago. <laughs> and then just Dave's like, oh. <laughs> already written my best song um yeah yeah so that was funny so hopefully there's a lot of humor like that uh which i feel like there might be so hopefully it's good we'll see fulia i'm gonna go on a limb and say that you won't be watching this um but what did you think of the trailer well at the end of the trailer i was just like well that's a thing (laughs) (laughs) i was honestly speechless at the end of that trailer i was like huh Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, yeah, not not for me. <laughs> Definitely not watching this. Um, kudos to the Fo- Foo Fighters for delving into the film industry. Mm. Um, you're right. Dave Grohl is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fine. No, that's... Hey, that's more than nothing. Well, that's, that's something. You gave us something. All right, I gave yeah. you something. Moving on. <laughs> and that's it's just, over the mic. That's just symbolic of saying, uh, film maybe not for everyone. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Fulia is not part of the uh, target audience here. Mike, are you part of this film's target audience? I think I am. It looks like a real cool bit of fun. And uh, it's very indie. So. Yeah. It's it's for a very niche market. I mean, um, I know of the food food fighters, but but I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. And also, um, it's a it's it's almost like a first time director. I'm having a look at uh, his BJ Donald McDonald. He does a lot of camera operator stuff. 
uh, not necessarily main director. So uh, okay. he, he, he's done a lot of uh, horror, which makes sense, uh, like The Nun and, and all those uh, all the other ones, like Annabelle. And, all, and yeah. Oh, he's also doing Salem's Lot. That's coming out soon. Sweet. Ooh, nice. And he's also done, like, a Top Gun Maverick. Oh, Zombieland, Double Tap. Shazam. He was a camera, a camera and steady cam operator for Shazam. So he's, so he's trying out his new acting prowess. Which, D- D- directing prowess? Yeah. Um, having a look. Like, uh, nothing really um, stands out. So he's probably semi new to it. He's only got ten. He's only got ten acting credits. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard of any of them. <laughs> a lot of a lot of music videos look like. Yeah, so makes sense. Being uh, he's probably uh, done a couple of uh, Food Fighters ones. That's not credited. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this one and all the horror that it comes with it and not really much information about it and i don't know maybe maybe a maybe a cameo from uh, tenacious d because that'd be cool yeah because uh they do a lot of uh openings for food fighters because you know they know each other and and, and all cool like that mm. and it looks like will forte is in it but we don't know who, or what he's playing or who yeah. he's playing mm-hmm. or what beast he's playing <laughs> he will be the devil. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so when I'll be watching this, Kendall, me, solely yes. me, maybe. Oh yeah, I'm, I might watch it. Um, depending on the reviews. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where has that ever stopped you? Yeah, Moonfall. True. I mean, I'm gonna watch Moonfall, so <laughs> that's not gonna get good reviews. Uh, Studio Six 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 will be uh, in cinemas in America. On the 25th of February, uh, no uh, release date um, here in Australia just yet. But, um, yeah, if you're in the States, 25th of Feb is when you can check it out. Yeah, I have a feeling we'll probably get it next year. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or it'll be like a straight-to-streaming down here, probably. Yeah. Stan or something. We'll see. All right. That's it. Trailer Park's done. We're rolling on out. Yeah, get out of here. Rolling on out. Um, we don't like and- your kind around here. <laughs> uh, because now it's time for what? For the moment. I'm confused. The segment. I hate this Peter the show. The section. Stop it. The part. I'm all negative now. You're right, Kendall. It only took a week. <laughs> the place of the show we like to call mm. Popcorn Culture. Hey. It is pop and the culture and the culture time. Popcorn yes. culture. Popcorn culture. Um, yes, popcorn culture time. And of course, as is the way we do around here, um, it is time to discuss an episode of TV. Um, and that episode of TV is episode three of the book of Boba Fett, which was titled The Streets of Moss Esper. Um, 
I have some interesting feelings about this one because I heard a lot of mixed things from people I talk to. Um, and a lot of people were saying that they didn't enjoy this episode as much as the previous two. I kind of disagree only because finally we are getting some headway in the main story in this episode. Um, so it was really nice to see that progression. Um, and we spent a lot more time in the, like the present, you know, part of the storyline. There was, le- there were less flashbacks, which is interesting. Um, especially cause I felt like, the ending of the flashback this week was a little bit abrupt. Yeah. Um, I felt like I felt like we could have had some more um, from that, but um, but that's okay. I love that that I'm like I've been I'm not complaining about <laughs> the flashbacks being too heavily featured, but I feel, you know there's got to be a balance, you know, as all things should be. Um, but but yeah, like it was just really good to see, you know, a different side of of Mos Espa and uh, you know. Um, Biff's biker gang from Back to the Future in, in the Star Wars universe. I love that meme. That's so good. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, very good. Um, yeah. So, but I, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a great episode, and it was. It was you know good to finally find out who kind of our main villain of this show is going to be. Um, mm. you know the fact that they've. You know, they introduced them last week, the Pike Syndicate, and now we're getting them here. Um, and it's also cool to see them live action. Yes. I don't think we've we've never seen them live action before the Pikes. No. They've just been in Clone Wars and in Rebels, I think. Or oh, they were in the Bad Batch, I know yeah. that much. Um, they were definitely in the Clone Wars. Yeah. When the... It was subtle hints of them in the um, Solo movie... Oh yes, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, they were mentioned in Solo. Yes, I I've only seen that movie once, and that was nearly four years ago. So apologies <laughs> for not remembering that. But yeah, you're right. They were in Solo. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, you forgive me for forgetting. That's that, right. Because you know we all try to forget that movie. Unfortunately. Something tells me we'll probably need to watch that again. Yeah, they might be trying to find a way to make it relevant, which which would be cool because I. Not to go on a tangent about Solo, but I appreciated what the movie was trying to do in terms of expanding the Star Wars universe, in terms of, you know, reintroducing Darth Maul into the live-action canon, um, and all of that, and the whole Crimson Dawn thing, um, but, um, but yeah, and then, because Solo bummed, we all thought we weren't really going to see any more of that kind of happen, and so if they're, yeah, this may be a way to make that relevant, you know. I mean, Endgame did it for Thor The Dark World. Why can't we have the equivalent in the Star Wars universe, I suppose? Um, but yeah, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good episode. I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, Fulia, what was your overall take on, on episode three? Uh, I'm like you. I enjoyed this episode. Um, it was nice to see uh, less flashbacks in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the flashback that we did get um, was very sudden and it was also very sad. Mm. Yeah. It was. Very sad. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed seeing uh, new recruits to mm. Boba Fett's little uh, little gang there. Mm-hmm. Um, their hover bikes are awesome. I yeah. will be claiming the blue one. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the, the intergalactic Vespers. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they look really cool. I I would totally ride one of those. <laughs> I won't ride a motorbike here in real life, but that I will ride. <laughs> um, and a surprise edition of seeing Danny Trejo in the Star Wars I universe. know. Well, Robert I know Rodriguez. It's Ro- yeah, I know. We, we should know by now. If, it's Ro- if Robert Rodriguez is involved, Danny Trejo is not far behind. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that was cool, wasn't it? It was very cool. Like, to see him so sort of tame and just placid, no violence of any kind. He was just there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, as the as the rancor keeper. Oh my god! Holy moly! We will get to that. We'll get there. We'll get there. But um, he's so yeah. cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was a really interesting take on on the episode. Um, you know, finding out how much of a weasel the mayor is. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. <laughs> But you know, I'm out. Peace yeah, out, guys. Yeah, um, essentially. Yeah. Um, including his advisor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yeah. No. Overall, I I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this particular episode. Yeah. And I really love that Tamara Morrison is doing um more of his action stuff again, especially at the age that he's he is right I now. I know. It's so impressive. He's the right? same age as my dad. <laughs> Is he really? He really is. Wow. That is so impressive. It's very impressive. So um, I love the fact that I'm seeing him doing that. I love his voice. It is just I know. so nice to it's hear. It's nice. <laughs> he has a nice voice. He's got a very good um, Islander accent. Um, yes. Yes. Just, oh, man. I love it. I don't know what it is. It's, it's great. <laughs> but it's yeah, great. overall. It was a good episode. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Mike, what was your overall impression of episode three? This was a good episode, and uh, my thoughts exactly um, didn't rely heavily too much on the flashbacks, which, uh, which I don't mind. Um, and also, uh, the flashbacks sort of make sense, because we mm. get to find out who the villains are, and we get to see them in that awesome Awesome, awesome tra- um, train battle, the the uh, the country and western battle on on top of a train and that sort of thing. Yeah, that was cool, hey. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm definitely enjoying that. And also the newcomers as well, with um, uh, representation and not necessarily general grievous uh, cyborg people. Uh, and uh, I, I'm uh, definitely uh, I'm a big sucker for for cyborgs for some reason. Just augmenting like people people's um, um, abilities and all, all that, just with just with them, um, like bits and pieces, and oh, sorry, um, yeah, we'll go into it like later. But the the first person that we meet for the first time, I thought, ah, oh, that's cool, yeah, having him there. Uh, but having the sort of um, the sort of the, the people were saying that they're sort of based on. The sort of nineteen sixties sort of British sort of like punk rock era, where where they have the vet, uh, the uh, Italian Vespers. They've got all the you need you need all all the mirrors 
and all the lights just on top, top and multicolored and everything like that. It's just and a metallic paint job. <laughs> yeah, just all punk rock, and I'm and I'm also a big fan of punk rock as well. Like the nineteen nineteen sixties British punk rock is like yeah. I'm actually surprised that that, that um they didn't put a uh, in the score. They didn't put they 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 put a little bit of scar in there as well. You know the sort of the the sort of um muted trombones. It's like, <laughs> and that's all <laughs> shit. <laughs> Welcome to the house of fun. Now I've got my bitch. Yeah. So nice. So yeah, I, I really enjoy this one, and yeah, and it's it's uh, becoming more apparent that uh, shit's gonna get down. It's like, who's gonna win? Hmm. Who is going to win? Yeah. You know, my money's on our hero, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Well, it is the Book of Boba Fett. It is the Book of Boba Fett. They could kill him off. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. Yeah, how can you set up a character like that and kill him off in the same Yeah, or like bring him... Go out of your way to bring him back. Like, they could have left him dead. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, they're they're not going to kill him. That would be outrageous. Outrageous. Uh, yes. So, the flashback uh, this week oh, might start there just because it's probably the you know the smallest part of the episode. Um, from memory, because I watched this a few days ago and have not refreshed my brain before recording, but it basically ended up with the Pikes killing or that that was that gang kill it was a gang the gang or the pikes ordering the hit on the on the tribe at the moment we don't know okay they didn't confirm they didn't say okay but the 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 tribe that painted the symbols on the thing the biker gang the bike they were the biker gang um and so obviously they've gotten back at um at you know the tuscans for what boba did to them and all of that stuff um but that was kind of heartbreaking because, you know, I, I, well, I was not expecting the entire, like, that entire tribe of Tusken Raiders to be taken out like that. All these, you know, you know, people, essentially, quote-unquote, that have, you know, that embraced Bobo as one of them, taught him their ways, and all of a sudden they're just all gone. Mm. And the way he... You know, it was. I loved the shots of him on the bantha. I thought those like visuals were really cool. Um, but that was such a like a an image. Like I love the way they did that reveal of like, you know, the bantha atop a sand dune on the horizon as Boba comes toward, and you slowly pan and see the reveal of the them them being destroyed. Yeah, that was yeah that was rough, rough to see. But the. That gang was connected to the Pikes, though, I believe, because the Pikes ran the train thing, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, so they were connected in some sense. So I believe that's how... You know, that's what I liked about how the flashbacks... Because we obviously knew the flashbacks were going to connect to the modern day in some way, mm. uh, apart from just showing us the story of Boba's character. Yeah. But yeah, now we understand. Now we, now we have extra motivation as for, you know, all right, we don't like the Pikes, fuck the Pikes, because they fucked over Boba. In a way, um, killed his family. That. Yeah, essentially. Um, yeah, it was really heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, it did feel abrupt, though. Yeah, the way it ended. Yeah, the um, Pikes are very devious, very, very devious um, 
beings. Yeah. From what I learned in watching the Clone Wars, they will do anything to get what they want. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the spice. It's all about the spice. Yeah. <laughs> the spice melange. <laughs> you controls the spice, controls the universe. Pretty much. Yeah. This just feels like. Boba Fett's just doing Dune now. They're like, oh, Dune was successful. Let's just lean into the Dune references in Star Wars now. <laughs> oh, well. The Pikes are kind of like the, Harkon- the Harkonnens, I would say. In maybe. I don't know. Mm, in this analogy. Maybe. Maybe not. Or maybe they're the House of Trades. Who knows? I don't know. I'm very new to the Dune world, so I could be making <laughs> references I have no right to make right now. Yeah, you are um, new to Dune. I'm new to Dune. You to do, um, but yeah, fully the, the flashback. Like, yeah, how did you feel about the way that kind of ended and and came about? I ah oh yeah, it just took me aback when I when I saw that um, sort of as it panned across, and it's just everything's like smoky and you know f- somewhat s- the fire's only just starting to to go out because it's it's been that long. Um, it was sad to just also see the dead Tuscans mm. just lying there. Mm-hmm. And then you see Boba's face and you're like, man, he spent quite some time with them, mm. learnt their traditions and just their culture in general to then come back, essentially come back to his family being killed mm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, very distressing, to say the least. Mm. Um, I can see now that Boba is definitely going to be out for revenge in some form, um, in his own respectful way, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Mike, do you think, as far as the flashbacks go, do you think that's the end of them, or do you think we're going to see more? Of the Tuscan Raiders? Yeah. Um... Mm, possibly, I think I think it's a good bow at the end of it. Like, if you if you think about it, trying to think of what the point of the memory was, maybe to just introduce uh, what is happening with the Pikes and where they are uh, and what they're doing with on Tatooine, um, and also uh, it, it's probably also an incentive for Bubba Fett as well. Because the reason why they're dead is because of his actions. He actually, yeah. he he stole their speeders, and they stole them back. So it it, it could be down to either the um, Pikes put a hit on them and got the biking gang, uh, as uh, crime lords usually do, um, and. And maybe Boba Fett is just feeling a bit guilty. He's learning that his actions actually do account to what what is happening uh, in this present present time. And maybe because he decided to go back to Tatooine and take it over, is because of these memories of what's mm. what's been happening. It's like I can make a difference because I can do more now. So. He, so he's going to take on the entire syndicate that is like you know what Tatooine's mine it's all mine now it's not it's not just it's not just hut territory it's going to be mine so hopefully he's a gracious ruler or mm. he's going to die trying 
<laughs> yeah, I don't want to put that put that into the ether of saying, "Ah, oh, Boba Fett's going to die at the end," but he doesn't turn up in the um, uh, prequels. So, in the sequels, you mean? Yeah, sequels, prequels. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, they were too busy, you know, being complete hot messes. So you know, yeah. they probably didn't have time for Boba Fett. Nah. That's no. why. That's why this is the connective tissue in between. Yes. Of what's of what's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, in the main storyline, um, we got the way the way that we had these cool bike bikies, uh, you know, bikers introduced. Um, some guy came to Boba Fett complaining about them, saying that they were uh, what like. They were stealing, stealing his water. Stealing his water. And his uh, equipment. Yeah. Uh, so causing mischief and you know, and he's like, Oh they you know, they're an annoyance to everyone and and then he he built them up and he talked about them as being these like, oh, because, you know, they're you know, they've made themselves into these ruthless beings with part part you know, replacing parts of themselves with machines. And it's funny that I didn't even think of um, Grievous when I heard that because obviously that's yeah what Grievous did pretty much until he was more machine than man. Um, Twisted and evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the way he talked about them um, was interesting because when you see them, and I really loved how Boba Fett actually... You know, I think it's a real mark of his character and what kind of a, um, you know, crime lord, quote-unquote, he is. The fact that he heard this man's story, but then he went to investigate for himself. Like, he didn't send any cronies out. You know, he didn't send Fennec Shand on her own. They went out and he investigated um, and, you know, and found out the real story. Um, and <laughs> these these, you know, punk kids are kind of... Not what uh, the the water uh, dealer said, um, you know. And I feel like at first I was like, oh, they're not really intimidating at all. They're just like you know, hoodlums, street hoodlums, really. Um, they didn't really intimidate me much, and I was kind of disappointed because I was imagining, oh, they're going to be badass and it's going to be awesome. I mean, they're still pretty badass, but it's not what I was expecting. But I yeah. feel like the reason they've done that is because they were trying to also hit home for us that you know the water dealer was full of shit really because he's the real crook because of how much he's charging for the water yeah. and that's why people are stealing it um and so and it was like a clever kind of you know misdirect i suppose to have them just have certain parts of them are replaced with metal like they're not these grotesque um scary looking things like they're just people um who you know are on hard times and stuff and i loved how boba listened to them and didn't try and put them in their place and or treat them like kids he treated them like you know functioning members of society um in mos Espa and and then was like come work for me i thought that was a great little fuck you to you know um the the water dealer guy like you know like that's what you get for ripping people off mm-hmm. um that was cool and then just on before i passed for you just on the bikes i have to say I, I'm not the biggest fan of them, I will admit. They are a bit jarring, I have to They're admit. very jarring. I think that's... They're not... They don't feel like Star Wars to me. Or they don't feel like Tatooine. Like, they're clearly... 
not I feel like they're clearly not made there. I feel like they've they've come from somewhere else. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're not local. Um because they just stand out because they're so brightly colored. And everything else on Tatooine is, you know, rusted and dark and 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 brown and s- sand everywhere, you know. So it was just very jarring to see these almost modern real world devices, um, you know, that had been retrofitted to be speeders. <laughs> um, was yeah, like I appreciate the 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 aesthetic and the attempt at trying something different, but it didn't fully hit right for me mm. it just took me out of the show a little bit that being said i loved the whole chase scene i thought that was fucking awesome so um yeah fully what did you think about the way boba acquired his new cronies if you will <laughs> i think he did it really well like he resolved the issue very quickly i like that he is the man of the people he will go out and mm. see what's going on out in the community rather than sitting on his throne and just being a freaking hut because that's what they essentially do. yeah um so i was i was very happy to see him out and about doing his work um you know supported by his members you know fennec and then the hogmen the two green guys yeah yes. i forget what they're called um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think he resolved it really well like mm. it's uh, you know the water dealer was definitely um overcharging uh on 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 something that society needs and he and boba's just like here's here's your credits you're not getting your full amount of credits but you're gonna get 500 and i want you to drop the price as well because you're being an idiot charging that much yeah (laughs) yeah um, I also felt for the bikies because they obviously they are having a hard time finding work um, and because of the times that they're in right now. Uh, and so for them, it's more of a we need a steal to survive sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it was nice that Boba was like, well, if you can't find work out there, come work for me. I'll, I'll give you work. I'll give you a place to, like, a roof over your heads and some food in your stomachs and all that sort of stuff. So um, it's nice um, just seeing Boba, like, his personality coming through and the way he's leading. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike, what were your thoughts on, on the way this all unfolded? Um, interesting. Um, the bikes are a bit jarring, but that's punk rock. (laughs) It's supposed (laughs) to be loud and proud. We're here. We are cyborgs. Get used to it. And yeah, the, the, uh, water seller, um, Steve, uh, Stephen Root is his name. Yeah. Great character actor. The actor. Yeah. Uh, such, such big fun to, for him. Um, yeah. He's from Office Space. And yes, and he was in Dodgeball and King of the Hill. Yeah, he, he, he plays uh, the bald guy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, in Office Space, he play, plays the guy who's like, you, you, you took my steepler. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Not to spoil for the movie, but he does. Um, okay. <laughs> That's a good movie. You should watch it. Um, Mike Judge as well, so makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his first uh, feature film? 
I think it was his first one. I'm not 100% on that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So anyway, oh, Star Wars. Okay. Uh, yeah, I liked it. He <laughs> <laughs> forgot what he's talking about. <laughs> that, and I can't really add much to the 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 um, bikey gang. Yeah, you uh, kind of agree with what we said, basically. Yeah, I like I like um I like how these episodes, especially with Mandalorian as well. Uh, each episode has its own thing that that uh, is memorable, which is good. Otherwise, they start blending together. Yeah. And how, and how this one... Yeah, this was like Back to the Future. And, and the guy uh, drives into a truck of manure. Except yeah. th- this is fruit. <laughs> yeah, I really I really loved, loved the car chase. Like, um, yeah, the fact that um, the mayor, Mokshays, has decided to, you know, leg peace it. out. <laughs> To leg it, um, because he's a coward, clearly. And peace um, out, motherfucker. And he, yeah, and then <laughs> left his major domo to pick up the pieces, and then yeah, the they end up chasing him. Um, I thought it was weird that, like, when we when we were at that part of the episode when you know Boba and um, Fennec are like, you know, you know, we can't, we're not going to be able to get an appointment, and blah blah blah, and then Boba's like, we don't need an appointment. Um, and then they go there and then they kind of just, you know, they kind of force, you know, the major domo to bloody, you know, let them see the mayor, but then they let the, they let him get away and lock the door and then they make a remark about, you know, something to do with an appointment. I can't remember what it was, but it made the point where it was like, if there was a joke, I missed it. Or like, it just didn't make sense Mm. to me that they were like, we don't need an appointment. And then they were made a... They said something about needing an appointment. Oh, I can't remember what it was. I'm sorry, but I was just like, yeah, this is weird. Um, like, why don't you just follow him into the room and just fucking hold him at gunpoint? But I guess we had to let him get away so we could have the car chase. The car chase, yeah. Um, which was just fantastic to watch. And Bubba is all about um, not to shoot first and ask questions later. It's it's true. He's trying a new style. True. And, and if that's going to pay off in the end, we don't know. Mm. But he's got, but he's got a new team. So he does, he does. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for their addition now. I think. Yes. Yeah. I think they, they were really cool. And, um, and speaking of new additions, yeah, to the team. Yes. Well, um, <laughs> I mean, we could talk about the part that leads up to that part, if you like, because there's a direct connection first, because we get, um, you know. Speaking of things that didn't make sense, um, the fact that our uh, evil bounty hunter Wookiee somehow gets into the palace. Yeah. And Fennec is nowhere to be seen. Like, the first people on the scene are the new recruits. And I was like, where the fuck is Fennec? Like, she's usually, like, on him as soon as shit goes down. I was very surprised. She was probably having a food coma. Maybe. Yeah. Because she ate all the food. It's like, ah. Uh, she, she was enjoying that feast a bit more than he yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so basically, um, as is, I'm so glad it's been said in the show now that I can actually say it and hopefully not get it wrong. Um, Black Chrysanthemum 
is the name of the Wookiee. Um, and yeah, he gets into the palace and attempts to assassinate Boba while he's in the Bacta tank. Um, and yeah, that was that was a pretty intense fight scene. I thought it was choreographed really, really well. Yeah. Um, and even though it was in darkness a bit, it I thought it I thought it was fine. It worked well. I was just yeah, I was just like, where the fuck is Fennec? <laughs> um, yeah. And I I did I, they did trick me though. I know we just talked about how I don't think the show will kill Boba Fett, but he nearly killed him. No, he nearly like he paralyzed nearly, him. Yeah, he nearly fucking crushed him. Like that was intense. What mm. did, What did you make of of this invasion by? By Chrysanthemum. Cur- Chrysanthemum. Oh. Chrysanthemum. <laughs> He's a flower. <laughs> He's pretty Ooh, too. Chrysanthemum. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was definitely intense. Um, it looked like that no matter how much Boba tried to fight back, he wasn't going to get like any kind of lead into it. Like he wasn't going to be able to um, sort of win. By the look of it, because mm-hmm. um, he looked very, he looked very shook up as well, mm. being you know just dragged out of the pod, yeah, um, out of the tank there. So it was really interesting. It was very dramatic, um, very well choreographed, mm-hmm. um, as you said. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was worried. Yeah. I was worried. I was like, oh no, this this can't be happening now. It's too soon. <laughs> yeah, we've still got like four episodes to go. I know. <laughs> and yeah, but I was I was also the same. I was like, where the hell is Fennec? Like, she should be here. What's what's going on? Like, she would have heard the commotion by now. Mm. Um, but luckily the um, the newbies came in. And yeah. helped out. And I was happy about that. At least. Yeah, it was a good little way for... Um, them to prove themselves and their loyalty. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike, what did you think of um of this scene and how it played out? Yeah, it's not wise to upset a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Uh, definitely full on and well, well choreographed. Um. Yeah, a bit, a bit dark for my liking. I was watching it with the lights on, so that didn't really help. So, wasn't quite sure what to look for, but yeah, um, it was it was strange that he snuck in. But you know, he's a bounty hunter; he knows what he's doing. So, and there could be—I don't know—they're probably setting something up for uh, something between uh, Fennec Shan and Boba. It's like you're getting too—you're getting—you're resting too much on your laurels. It's like. Come on, we're we're cool now because we run the show. Maybe they're they're gonna put something in there. Maybe next episode. Maybe in the remainder of the series that um, Fennec Shan is getting a bit too bit too easy in life. It's like life's never meant to be easy. You're supposed to be my right my right hand person, cyborg, because she's a cyborg as well. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting take, and um, uh, yeah, can't really add much. No, no, that's okay. I, I, it does make me wonder if um, that was like a sort of a foreshadowing or a hint that maybe, you know, some maybe maybe Fennec isn't as loyal as she portrays. Maybe 
Maybe. Because it just, because I don't know, it just felt out of place mm. that she wasn't right there. Well, it's sort of like the, I'm, I'm just spitballing here, but it's kind of like uh, a weird, uh, a, the weird relationship between uh, Han Solo and Chewie, how um, Chewie is owed a life debt to, maybe they still have that, so. Yeah. I don't know, maybe Fennec Shan is just out for herself, you know. She ba- could be. Bounty hunters are not to be trusted. That's true. Even ba- Bulba says in this episode, it's like, get out where you still can. Yeah, yeah. The fact that, yeah, he, he was well within his right to kill Cassantin where he stood, but didn't. Um, again, another sign of, of his character, I suppose. But yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like Fennec Shan, because Fennec Shan is also a bounty hunter, she could, she could probably have interacted with Cassantin at some point while Boba was chilling in the Sarlacc pit, you know, so before Boba even came across her. So there could be some previous loyalty because, like, Ooh, maybe, she, maybe she let him in mm. to the palace and that's why she wasn't there. So It's a high possibility. Yeah. I don't want to think that because I really like Fennec and I like the dynamic between Fennec and Boba. I th- they really seem like they're, you know, they're super tight. So I would be disappointed to see a betrayal, but it'd be good storytelling. Mm, yeah. Be. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, the the addition, the big addition <laughs> to, to <laughs> the menagerie of, of the palace. Um, yeah. Because, yes. The second episode, we were, we were missing one. So there... I wonder if they're going to call him Chekhov. <laughs> yeah. So the twins decide they're going to pay a visit to Boba. Yes, yes, because obviously um, if, you know, Cassantin's been sent to kill um, Boba Fett, then the twins were behind it because we saw him with them last week um, and they arrive at the, the palace, formerly owned by their cousin. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically surprisingly show up to apologize <laughs> sorry which was i was not expecting because i think i feel like basically my take on it is that they could not be fucked getting involved in the drama that's Maybe. unfolding when they knew the pikes were involved now yeah. so they're probably like let's get the fuck out back to to was it hutter is the name of their planet yeah yeah, yeah. while they still can so they're like all right we're gonna make good with you boba um, here's a rancor. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> we know yeah. we're missing one. Yes, and Danny Trejo. Um, which was, yeah, the surprise. Huge surprise. That was that was probably my favourite moment of the episode, was the reveal of the rancor. And I feel like we're not. that's not the last we've seen of Chrysanthemum either. Because um, he, no. just, he just bolted. He just ran away. Um, so who knows? Who, I reckon he'll pop up again. Like I said, maybe he's connected to Fennec. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but yeah, bloody rancor. Was not ex- well. Was not expecting it, but 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 yeah, a nice, a nice surprise. Nice to have one. A baby rancor. A baby rancor. <sighs> and I loved the scene where Danny Trejo's character is, you know teaching Boba how rancors are their nature and how they're very emotional creatures and they, you know, imprint on the first people they see and all this stuff. Like, I just, I really love the way that they dived into the lore because then it made me think back to Return of the Jedi 
when the Rancor died, when Luke killed it, and, you know, its trainer is, like, grief-stricken because, you know, obviously it's like a, it's his pet, essentially, but mm. it's, it's like a part of his family has been killed. So I like the way that they're kind of bringing that back. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, what, did, what did you think, Fulia, about, about the Rancor being reintroduced to the palace? It was interesting to see that it wasn't doing much. It was just laying there. And then, um, you know, uh, the Rancor Keeper is just like, well, he's depressed, you know? Um, he needs he needs some, like, he needs some training. He needs some, his love and support. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then Boba comes in and he actually feels for the animal. Yeah. And he's, you know, going up to him, giving him pats and all that sort of stuff and just being all, you know, cute and loving and oh my gosh, that that scene just melted my heart a little bit. <laughs> yes, wasn't it? it was so good. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was interesting to see the, the fact that the rancor had the blinders on, and then when the rancor keeper, the keeper is pretty much like, well, yeah, um, it, depending on what they see first, that's what they judge the world with. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, I don't know, for some weird reason, the back of my mind, I was waiting as they were setting up Boba in front of the Rancor because he was going to take the blinders off. I, for some reason, I was waiting for some form of betrayal of some sort. And, you know, the keeper was gonna like poke the Rancor and essentially provoke him, provoke the Rancor to then attack but it never happened. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, I can relax now. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of thinking that too because it's a gift from the huts and the last yeah. gift that they gave Bubba was a uh, was a guy to try and kill him. <laughs> so, yeah, like, exactly. a, like, a, like a Trojan horse. Yeah. Much. Trojan rancor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And that's kind of why I was just sort of like on the edge of my seat during that scene. I was just like... Mm. This is a very cute and lovey-dovey moment, but I feel like something's going to happen here, but then it didn't, and I'm like, ah, okay. Good. Good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Mike, how did you feel about seeing a live-action baby Rancor? Oh, it was that cute. (laughs) And um, (laughs) it's kind of cool because um, they're they're definitely setting up uh, him to ride him into battle because the little conversation that they had is like, I want to ride it. <laughs> Such a kid, kid thing to say. I want to ride the, 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 the family dog. <laughs> yeah. I can see that happening. And they also reference to, uh, the, um, uh, Star Wars holiday Christmas special where we first meet Boba for the first time. And he's riding that, that, that giant, that giant dinosaur thing. It's like, I rode something even bigger than this. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, I, yeah, put the <laughs> subtle hints to, oh, yeah, it is canon. <laughs> the, the holiday Christmas special. Yeah. Uh, they also do Life Day as well in The Mandalorian. Yeah. So, so it's canon. Sorry, George. <laughs> <laughs> Every Everything you touch is canon. Uh yeah, um, and him, 
uh, imprinting on Boba is so it's sort of like a, a cute thing as well. It's like oh. <laughs> it's it's cute. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's cute. And like it's how how can you make something this ugly look cute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose people like pug dogs and all that, so I I can sort of see the um, appeal. So and uh, yeah. Definitely setting something up to ride a rancor. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll be up for that. Bubba mm-hmm. Fat riding a rancor. Well he's he's rode a lot of things in this in this series. Uh speeders, uh banthers, uh, trains. Trains. I like trains. I, <laughs> I like trains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. No, it was good. Mm. Um, and I kind of uh I kinda of like the way the show subverted the expectation of like we kinda of thought that the huts were probably gonna be the main baddies mm. of, of our show, the main antagonists of this show, but it really feels like we're not gonna be seeing them for a while, if at all. Yeah. Cause I can't see this show heading off Tatooine. Um, at least if it's a if it's a season one of however many seasons, maybe there'll be some off-world stuff, but I feel like this season one is just going to be, if it's a one and done, just on, just going to be on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, so I don't think we'll be seeing the huts again, personally. Um, but yeah, now we have the pikes introduced in, you know, a really kind of menacing way just to to see them arrive off of that star cruiser at the end of the episode and just in this horde of them just walk out um and then you know then we're connected with the you know the uh flashbacks you know where we see boba you know just literally just before you know his his tribe of, of tuscans was was killed he went to them to make a deal um and you know that got fucked up so um yeah, no, I, I'm I'm really excited to see where this show show goes now. This was probably my favorite episode so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the same too. This is a really good episode. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it so far, and mm-hmm. uh, can't wait to see where it goes. Man, it was really nice to see the Pikes live action. Yeah, they look great. I mean, they look a little bit different. I think slightly because in 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 the animated form, their heads are like these big kind of things aren't they it's more so towards the back okay. where it goes long it goes long and back yeah these yeah. ones are yeah he's the front the front of their face is pretty flat yeah um and then towards the back it's just like almost like an alien sort of a head yeah. but like half of it yeah yeah, yeah. very interesting looking creatures yeah. yeah very cool to see them live mm. action in in this in this ep- uh, episode and in the show now um mike do you have any any final thoughts on 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 uh, Boba. Yeah. A lot of people are sort of um, uh, theorizing that we may see um, Emily, uh, a, a solo character in this. Yeah? Yeah. Emily Clark. Amelia Clark's character? Yeah. Amelia Clark. Not Emily Clark. That's someone else. <laughs> Amelia Clark's character. Because- mm. Yeah, no, that could that could happen. I mean, but she's gonna be older though, right? Uh, like a little bit, a little bit older. Well, she'd be a little bit older. 
because maybe a little bit older, yeah. Cause... Yeah, because Solo takes place between uh, episodes three and four, uh, like ju- kind of, kind of sort of just before I think. Um, and I guess Return of the Jedi is like, you know, probably a couple of years. After A New Hope. Yeah, isn't maybe. it like nine in between New Hope and and uh, Return of the Jedi? So I have I have no idea how many years it is, but I know it's a few. Yeah, I think it's like a three year in between, and like that's why. Right. Uh, what was it? But, yeah, that's why. Um, Rogue One was a bit of a shock because it it just take. Um, at the end of that movie, it takes place right before New Hope. Yeah, it like literally is on the arse end of, like, well, you know, the the front. You know, it's attached. <laughs> yeah, it's all <laughs> it attached. Very much, it is very much attached to um, a New Hope. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I think I think uh, if they can de-age Mark Hamill. Surely they can age up. Go the opposite way. Yeah, it's probably a lot easier to age up actors than it would be to de-age them. Mm, <laughs> a lot yeah. less expensive. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, they, they'd only need to age her up, like, yeah, maybe... It's only a couple ten, of years. Ten, yeah, a few years. So, that's that's interesting theory. Yeah, because, I, I mean, look, I would love to see... Like I said before, I would love to see them make Solo matter. Yeah. You know, to bring back Crimson Dawn and... Cause and if, Amelia Clark and all of that stuff. Yeah, because if memory serves, um, she is actually in charge of the spice ring or so, something along those lines. As like there's a, a a bigger a bigger crime syndicate, and I don't know, maybe we would get Darth Maul as well. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I don't think the Pikes are the main baddie. I think there's going to be something else as well because we're in the middle of the season. And I don't think too many eggs in that basket yet, because because I like I like the fact that the whole premise of this series is a a struggle in the vacuum of uh, this particular planet of Tatooine, and we don't know yet. And it c- no, that's actually no, no, silly Michael, Darth Maul is dead. Yeah, uh, yes, because Rebels happens before the events of Return of the Jedi. Yes. Yes. And and yes. Darth Maul gets spoilers. Oh yeah, because yeah, Obi Wan kills him, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, and that's right before New Hope. A New Hope. Okay, so yeah, Rebels is yeah, I said around the same time as Rogue One and Solo. Yes. Yes. Timelines okay. are fun. Timelines are fun. <laughs> so yeah, and Darth Maul is, is is dead by this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So you can, yeah. So you can still do Amelia Clark. Yeah, that would be great. Cause isn't she getting her own spin-off series or some some? I don't think thing? so. Mm. No, I don't. I. This is the first I'm hearing of any kind of like theories about anyone from Solo coming back. I mean, I feel like there was talks at one point about getting Donald Glover to play Lando again. Because um, a lot of people want wanted more of him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's happening, though. Well, who knows? Who knows? 
<laughs> what is he doing now? Atlanta. No, no, no. Lando doing... Oh, Lando. <laughs> We're talking about Star Wars here, man. Yeah, I was talking about real life Donald Glover. My bad. Um, What's the point of real life when we could talk about fantasy? Yeah, true. You make a very good point. Um, Lando, at this point, I mean, you know, it's post the Battle of Endor. He's... I, I Who knows what he's doing? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Unless he went back to Cloud City. I don't know. Unless there's some Star Wars legacy, you know, extended universe stuff that's not technically canon anymore that they could be pulling from. Yeah. For I mean, to, you know, where wherever Lando might be if he's been mentioned in any of that stuff. Yeah, who knows? Sky, who sky's knows? the limit. Yes. The Skywalker's the limit. The Skywalker's the limit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to add if you guys are good yep all right good all good that was our uh epic popcorn culture on chapter three of the book of boba fett the streets of moss espa um hope you guys enjoyed that discussion if not then get out (laughs) (laughs) well funny that because we're done (laughs) you can get out yeah get out get out now yeah like actually get out now you're you picked the right time to leave (laughs) because we are wrapping this up and was a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Yes. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulgata Tarmajer. And this deal's getting worse all the time. Michael Lister. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you just experienced a, a podcast, podcast called Friend. Friend. Yeah. Yow. <laughs> Remember the beef? Yes. Yeah. Remember. Freddy lives, Loki dies, the Doctor is in, and no disintegrations, as you wish. <laughs> More Star Wars references! Yay! Yay! Woo! More Star Wars. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health. Yes, please do. Do that. Currently started to do that because I'm on holiday! Yay! For holidays! What's holiday. a holiday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not really going anywhere, so I'm just not going to be at work for four weeks. <laughs> so it's a staycation. It's a staycation, staycation. baby. Staycation. Staycation. 2022. Um, <laughs> Electric yeah. Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Get that on a shirt. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Machis. And... and... You just experienced. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>